Player you, I'm Matt, and I'm Mike, and this is a tribute episode to the late great Paul Rubens, aka Pee Wee Herman. Um, so before we get into it, what are your earliest memories of watching Pee Wee? Oh hell, I think um, you know what? I can't even speak about this till we crack a beer. So <laughs> as tradition. <laughs> you know, you got, we got to get you to start cracking it into the mic. Oh yeah! <laughs> All right. Cheers. Um, so earliest memories, I remember. I think we had cable TV at one time, which we were always off and on with cable TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very weird because they would raise the rates. It was a prorated thing, and my mom would call them and tell them just cancel the cancel that fucking thing right now <laughs> and then we wouldn't have cable and i when we did at one point i don't know was it on nickelodeon am no, i remembering um, that right and oh no back in uh 88 i think is when it came out and it was on cbs really okay because it was around the same time as captain kangaroo and all that shit and yeah so I remember watching it and thinking, "Oh, this this show is awesome." You know, I'd, I'd watch it every chance I got. Of course, my mom hated it. That guy's weird. Why is he acting like that? And I'm just yeah. like, I don't know. He's fucking awesome. And like everybody at school was like, <laughs> you know, and all that, <laughs> that shit. That sounded like Yoda right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it sounded like shit you do. Fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah. He would do the ha or yeah. whatever. No, that was Barney. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Oh, yeah, can't do that's, shit, a, right? that's Barney right there. I can't do nothing. Yeah, right. it's like a mix between. <laughs> but I remember the talking chair. I remember yeah, that cherry. globe with the big Junos on him. Uh, I remember. Uh, John B. the genie. That was I remember the, the genie. I remember thinking, what the fuck is with that genie? That, yeah. Something ain't right about that. Yeah, and uh, Terry the pterodactyl. I do remember the pterodactyl. Then uh, that, um, what is that little freckled, like, chucky-looking motherfucker, Okay, too? so that dude right there makes me think of 
either bad dudes or uh, double dragon on Nintendo because of the square head. Yeah, yeah. I always, I maybe that was my first dislike in gingers. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I got a weird feeling about gingers. Oh, they have no souls. I don't know. That's why they don't go out for jazz band. They don't have enough soul. <laughs> um, all kidding aside, I don't no, hate no. gingers. I just, I'm just so not attracted to them. Mm. I mean, they got to be really smoking hot for me to be attracted to a redhead. And a redhead and a ginger, that's two different things to oh, yeah. me. Very two different things. Yeah. To me anyways, but. <laughs> uh, um, so, you know, Paul Rubens, uh, he just passed away uh, July 30th. Yeah, so we're going to do a little uh, tribute yeah. honor episode to him. Yeah. Um, uh, what was your first reaction uh, when he found out that he passed? I, I was right in the middle of the job site, and I stopped, and I was like, bro and uh, my buddy frank was up on his ladder and i was like dude he goes what i said fucking Wee herman died he goes yeah we were just talking about that i'm like what the fuck dude i i i I was in shock disbelief i i i mean the dude was an older cat i mean he definitely did he wasn't in the super spotlight no more but i would have loved to see him do some kind of yeah, last up. movie yeah. stand up uh you know tribute to his career uh something an icon thing something yeah. like that that would have been great yeah. you know but just then, just to for him to be like hey guys i haven't forgot about you i've just been living my life yeah. something you know yeah. but which uh, what's you know for the past few years he has been um uh no he was living with cancer was and, he really and, and, i'm gonna crack this screwball open we'll do a shot to him and uh, he uh you know just kept it under wraps so i mean he was you know seen you know uh, only like his closest friends um, that I can uh, I'll get into uh, to like uh, Cassandra Peterson um, was a really close friend of his and she kind of knew and um, dude pour this into your mic it's good ASMR for the show oh, Paul Rubin we're gonna do a little ASMR you know for you oh that sounds so cool <laughs> no, I went to Costco and got the Big Daddy Screwball. Big Daddy, okay, so. Cheers, here's to you, Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. Oh, oh that's good. Mm. Oh, my Yeah, goodness. I think I definitely like that better than uh, the Squirrel brand. The Squirrel brand? Yeah. What Squirrel brand? Oh, you tried a that different one, one recently. I, I told you that last time I was with my friends, um... Like like a month ago or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was a squirrel peanut butter whiskey. Maybe, maybe they made the peanut butter out of the squirrel nuts. <laughs> the ones you get from the trees, fucker. Not the <laughs> yeah, not the, uh-huh. not the not the wet market nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Mm. Mm. So I'm before a- I before I rudely interrupted with the screwball shot, you were saying <laughs> about the. Um, he was talking to somebody, and you were... Oh, you know, like, only his, like, closest friends uh, knew what was going on. Um, but, I mean, um, I believe uh, when he did uh, his last uh, Pee-wee movie in 16, uh, he might have been still living with it. I'm going to have to look that up and uh, double-check. Uh, so, uh, Paul Rubens, or should I say Paul Rubenfeld... Ah, so Paul Rubens wasn't his birth name. Right. So Paul Rubenfeld was born August 27th, 1952. And so you almost share a birthday with him. Yeah. Well, within 10 days or so. Yeah. Yeah. And so he just missed his birthday. Right. 
Motherfucker. Yeah. Um, he would have been, what, 71, you said? Uh, Yeah, he was 70, yeah, when he passed, so he would have been 71. You know what? I got a, an appreciation. He finished it off with the right even number. Yeah. I, yeah. I like even numbers. I don't know. It's some weird yeah. thing with me. Yeah, so, damn, he's well, barely a year old as, uh, older than my mom. mom wow. Born 53. Did they say what type of cancer it was? Um... That, I'm not like that. quite sure. If Maybe they, they didn't release that detail. Um, I'm sure that'll come out in time. I wonder uh, if they're going to do a documentary. They, okay, so um, he uh, died of cancer at age 70, July 30th. At Cedars Sinai Medical Center in LA. Wait, he died July 30th, I think you said? July, yeah, July 30th. He just died on... Oh, wait. Oh, wow. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, at Cedar sinai Medical Center in L.A. Wow. Uh, he had been diagnosed six years earlier, but not had revealed his diagnosis to the public. Uh, following his death, a statement written by Rubens before he died was released. And I've seen this, too, and um, this is uh, kind of heartbreaking. Uh, please accept my apology for not going public what I've been facing in the last six years. I have always felt a huge amount of love and respect for my friends, fans, and supporters. I have loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. And he wrote this just days prior for him passing away. So he knew his time was getting short. Yeah. Um, um, and just, you know, so six years... Uh, what would put us at, I don't know, I'm not a math. If he was, he knew six years ago, that means he was 62? No. Oh, no, what year was that? Six oh, year, what year yeah, was that? Oh, fuck. Um, um, 18? 2018, yeah. Something like that? See, I'm going to do my, I'm going to count on like a retard on my fingers, 2019, <laughs> 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, so it been 2017. So, okay, 17. 2017, okay. depending on what month you go off. If we're going right. up in January or July, whatever. Right, yeah. So after he did uh, Pee-wee's Big Holiday, which was a Netflix uh, movie, uh, that was in 16. So after he did that, then he must have been diagnosed. I didn't know he had done another one. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, I watched it one time. I just, for the nostalgia, just to see Pee-wee. Um, you know, I've, I have loved the character. Um, you know, I thought it was, uh, uh, it was just so, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, he did a show for children. And, you know, back in, what, uh, 88, 80, or 86 is when uh, he came out with Pee-wee's Playhouse. 86 to 1990. So, 86, I was four. So, I probably started watching around 88 then. Hmm. And, you know, like you said, no, remember the talking chair, cherry, as in, like, sherry, but cherry. Ah, the play on words. (laughs) Yeah. So, I wonder how much of that really went unnoticed. Yeah, then uh, Terry the Pterodactyl, but they spelled it P-T-E-R-R-I. So, you know, as in Pterodactyl, is spelled P-T, and I don't know the rest, but, yeah, (laughs) definitely play on words. Yeah. Um, Okay, so he's done. I'm looking up right now. It says he's got... 
Uh, he did his first interview on CNN back in the day. He's got a Good Morning in America where he has, uh, you know, basically the, the string in a cup, but he did a, uh-huh. a cord in a can of corn. Uh-huh. Um, um, it looks like Conan O'Brien interviewed him. Hell, okay. So that one's five minutes interview. Yeah. Um, I know I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind this hearing, uh, maybe, uh, uh, one of the, um, since we're, you know, they're talking about, you know, we're not talking about, you know, this character yet. We're just talking about Paul Rubens as himself, as himself. Um, let's see what some of the celebrities, uh, what was the one like up above? So uh, there's Conan O'Brien. There's remembering a life. Um, I'd say, you know, it's three minutes. Uh, let's see what, uh, uh okay. We're going to play, um, a little uh, tribute to the life of Paul Rubens here, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. I know you are, but what am I? With his sassy uh-huh. one-liners, signature gray suit and red bow tie, and infectious <laughs> laugh, actor Paul Rubens turned his character, Pee Wee Herman, into a pop culture icon. He was adored by young and old alike for his kind heart and playful expressions. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Born in upstate New York, Rubens honed his acting skills as a member of the L.A. improv troupe, The Groundlings. He told Today that's where he first developed the Pee Wee Herman character. He focused on character work and developing and creating characters. So he came out of an improv uh, many years ago at The Groundlings. A Pee Wee HBO special and guest appearances on NBC's Late Night with David Letterman led to his first big break, the hit 1985 film Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I meant to do that. It was followed by his Saturday morning TV show, Pee Wee's Playhouse, which ran for five seasons and won 15 Emmys. I'm proud of that show, and uh, we took it very seriously that we were affecting young minds, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that uh, a whole new generation of kids may find it now. Off-screen, Rubens weathered scandals, including a 1991 arrest for indecent exposure at an adult movie theater, later making light of it at the MTV VMAs. Heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> Like his Pee Wee character, his career bounced back with two sequel films, including the 2016 Netflix special Pee Wee's Big Holiday, reaching a new generation of fans. Rubens also proved his acting chops with guest roles far from his Pee Wee persona on shows like Ally McBeal and The Blacklist and darker films too, like 2001's Blow. I mean, I'm not really Pee Wee Herman, so um, just for a long time people didn't know that, so um, I don't think people really thought of me as an actor because I tried to make everyone think Pee Wee Herman was a real person. Tributes to Paul Rubens are now pouring in from his fans and famous friends. Conan O'Brien tweeted, His surreal comedy and unrelenting kindness were a gift to us all. Mark Hamill posted, Can't thank you enough for the lifetime of laughter. And Tim Burton, who directed Pee Wee's Big Adventure, wrote, He was a great artist. I'll miss him. 
Rubens Rep wrote that he had bravely and privately fought cancer for years with his trademark tenacity and wit. Also posting a message Rubens had written himself before passing, apologizing for not going public about his health battle and adding, I have loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. I will just note, we still, every holiday season, watch his holiday special, yeah. which was recorded in the 80s. It's like Cher and Little Richard wow. and Joan Rivers. I mean, just an oh, iconic. Man. It is just such a great wow. show. I, it gets us Well, Pee-wee's Playhouse. I mean, yeah. we were talking during the yeah. break. Lawrence Fishburne was a yes. main character. Phil Hartman yeah. Yeah. also on that show. Okay, so, yeah, we'll cut that interview short. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's... Then they did touch on a lot of things that I am going to go into. Too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, I don't uh, remember him doing anything with Lawrence Fishburne. But yeah, and no, uh, Lawrence Fishburne was Cowboy Curtis on play, uh, Pee Wee's right. play, uh, Playhouse. Oh my God, that's right. I do remember that now. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, dude. Uh, so the cast and crew. In fact, there, we, there's a little clip of it right there. Yeah, Cowboy Curtis. Do you want to hear uh, Lawrence Fishburne talk about it? <laughs> Or do you want to do that in a minute? Oh, see, that was five years ago. That's yeah, he cool. talks about it. It's only um, two minutes, but it's up to you. Oh, you know what? Let's um, let me, let me go through uh, okay. the cast and crew of the show. All right, and yeah, then... yeah. Give me the rundown because <sighs> I gotta remember that freckled ginger puppet's name. <sighs> yeah. So many now well-known TV film actors appeared on the show, including Sandra Bernhard, Lawrence Fishburne, Phil Hartman, Natasha Leone. S. Epath Meckerson. Whoever the fuck that was. Um, uh, on Law and Order. Oh, she's a Reba the Mail Lady. Oh, she's the Mail Lady. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Smits, Lynn Stewart. Um, yeah, I know. No, Chris, I know of. Uh, future heavy metal musician, filmmaker Rob Zombie was a production assistant. And future filmmaker John Singleton was a security guard. No fucking way. So you got heavy metal god Rob Zombie wow. as a production assistant. You got to start somewhere. And then filmmaker John Singleton who did Boys in the Hood. Wow. Pee Wee Herman was gangster. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, see, so season three... Uh, they did an all-star Christmas, and they had Annette Funicello, Frankie Avalon, Magic Johnson, Diana Shore, Joan, Riz- Joan Rivers, Zsa Gabor, Oprah, Whoopi, Little Richard, Cher, Charo, Katie Lang, Del Rubio Triplets, and Grace Jones. Little Richard. I remember Little Richard being on there. See, I don't remember that. I remember he came to and he was doing his little or whatever the fuck he does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely he, had his own style of. When you he, heard his voice, you knew it was him. Yeah, he had that high pitch, just kind of like the Pee Wee Herman character. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that's just uh, some that, you know, big names that came through on um, uh, the show. Um you know, I I always uh, re- uh well remember watching it. No, as a kid, and um, <clears throat> so like they kind of said. Uh, so I, I know it feels weird me pouring a shot. Oh, I know. Oh, you bought the bottle, so you uh, you gotta do the shots. Fuck that! You do it without spilling it. You're a professional. 
No, I'm not that I'm not that professional at it. I just know how to drink the shit. It's like when I was smoking weed, people were like, Oh, you know it does this and does this and does this and I'm like, dude, I just know how to smoke the shit. Yeah, huh? Mm. I didn't go to weed college, motherfucker. Oh man. <laughs> Woo. Oh, that was good. Oh, I love it. Uh so um so touching on what the a little bit about the article um the interview was saying. Um so yeah, he did join uh the Groundlings. Now, what the, was that? In the 70s. I don't remember that. That's a, a improv troupe uh that uh, is uh, focused out of LA and a lot of big name comics have started there. It, and from there, you know, a lot of them could go to SNL and you know like okay. wherever. So the, I'm getting a feeling like he got his start on this show, like the Simpsons got their start on the Tracy Ullman show. It, it's, it's it's a little bit like that. It's just an improv troupe. Um, there's another one too. Um, I don't. I can't remember the name of the other improv, and a lot of big name like Chevy Chase, uh, Bill Murray, John Belushi. They were a part of uh, this other. Uh, uh, you know, seventy startup type uh, you thing. Start, yeah. You know, you just do a lot of improv. Well, that was a then, lot of Johnny Carson and things like that. Yeah, start on shows like but that. But this so. before you know you become you know big names. So right, right. Um, so I was looking through this list and uh, notable alumni, and it's going to be a little long list because you got uh, Jennifer Coolidge. I don't remember who that is. Stifler's mom. Oh, she's hot. <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Will Forte. Anna Gasteyer. Kathy Griffin. Fuck Kathy Griffin. <laughs> Phil Hartman. Love Phil Hartman. Uh, Cheryl Hines. And she was... Do-do-do. Oh, she was on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know, I but wait, I've seen show. her on some other shows, too. Um... How long is the list of alumni here? Oh, it's... Uh, We're talking like 300 people and shit? No. Um, oh, she was... Okay, she was on Scrubs. That's what I remember. Who the hell was she on Scrubs? Um, she was... Um, uh, are we talking uh, Carla or are we talking... No, she was Dr. Cox's sister. Maybe like a, like a couple episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, Chris Kattan. Yeah. Lisa Kudrow. Oh, she's hot. Phil Lamar. He's funny. John Lovitz. Oh, yeah, the critic. Tress McNeil. Tress McNeil, Tress McNeil. Oh. She's done the voice of Dot Warner on Animaniacs. Oh, okay, okay. Babs Bunny, Tiny Toons, Chip and Gadget on Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I used to watch the shit out of that show. And she does voices on The Simpsons, Futurama, Rugrats. Dude, I've been getting Arnold. into Futurama lately. I've been streaming from Have I you, started episode 1 and I just been watching an episode. Oh yeah, I watched I've been watching them and I, I just started the new season. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, uh, uh Melissa McCarthy, <clears throat> Michael McDonald, Pat Morita. Holy shit. Mr. Miyagi? Mr. Miyagi started with wow. the Groundlings. Uh, wow. Lorraine, Lorraine Newman. Uh, and she was an original cast member of uh, SNL. Um, Sherry O'Terry, who was on uh, SNL. Yeah. Wow. Um, Chris Parnell, who was also on there. Yep. yep. Uh, Cassandra Peterson, who I mentioned earlier. 
Sandra Peterson. Why am I not picturing that face? Now, you know her as Elvira. Oh. Mistress of the Dark. Oh, dude. I don't know if she was the first one I beat off to or not. <laughs> she was fucking hot, dude. And, uh, she, uh, I'm going to bring up a thing, too. She's still I, alive. Yes. And, I would still and fuck she her was, uh, you know, she was really good friends with Paul Rubens. I would still fuck her brain. Um, she had she went into a TV show uh, Counts Customs, uh, and she had a car restored. Oh, really? It was her original car from when she used to do the Halloween episodes and stuff. Yeah. She had it restored through See, Counts Customs. I don't remember watching her show, but I do remember her doing a movie. Um, I don't remember the movie. I remember her doing a Halloween yeah, special. I think it, I think it was called Elvira: Mistress of the Dark, and it was like a full length movie. Um, when I was younger. I was probably around I don't know. 13, 14, something like that, and we'd go to Greenfield um, to go visit my cousins and my theas over there in Salinas, and we always stayed in Greenfield with my other thea and my cousins, um, Juan's wife and uh, her sisters, the, they would throw that movie on. Right, right. And so it was like probably the first time I, I knew who fucking Elvira was. Um, so then, of course, Paul Rubin was part of it. Maya Rudolph. Um. Uh, wait, Ju- wait, 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 wait! I can't let you skip past that. Did you just say my Rudolph? Maya Rudolph. Oh, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Was she a red nosed reindeer? <laughs> you know who Maya Rudolph is? Oh, yeah, I would fuck the shit out of her. She's hot. <laughs> um, She's hot. She did a, a um a, an impersonation <clears throat> of Britney Spears on Saturday Night Live one yeah. time, and I didn't realize it was her. She did such a good. Role, I was just like, uh-huh. I want to fuck the shit out of so, now. Uh, Julia Sweeney. Julia Sweeney, okay. Superstar. Oh, my God, she was funny as fuck, dude. Yep. Um, And then, oh, no, uh, what's, no, she was no, it's just Pat, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, it's Pat. I, I, yeah. No, hey, no. It's uh, Pat. Yeah, it, that's her. Uh, her other alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kristen Wiig came from there. She's pretty hot. And Craig T. Nelson. No way. Yeah. Really? Was, coach? Yeah, coach. Wow. I, I, li- thought, did, I love that. Okay, so when I sent you that that deal the other day that Ryan Reynolds is going to reboot ALF. Yes. Yeah, I can't uh, wait. No, I fucking love that No, show. no. They're not rebooting it. They're just on his, uh, I guess it's his own channel. So they're re-releasing all the original episodes. Oh, I thought they were going to redo it. I was no. like, oh my God, I get to see ALF again. No, no, no. But I mean, just to watch the original, I mean, you can't find them streaming anywhere. Oh, I, oh, I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. I get but, it, but but you know, but like for other people that don't know that, right? So <clears throat> I don't, I, I don't want to release <clears throat> the levels of my piracy. Yeah. So notable school and Sunday Company alumni. I don't know what the fuck that means, but they must have been part of the Groundlings. It's probably they only did Sunday episodes or or whatever special yeah. episodes. So we got a uh, J.J. Abrams, wow, Tyra Banks. I would fuck the shit out of Tyra Banks. Adam Carolla. I would fuck the shit out of Jimmy Car- Fallon. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Adam Carolla is hilarious as Daryl Hannah. I know. Would you fuck Daryl Hannah? Uh, She's really tall. In Splash, 
I mean, she's really tall. She's a great looking gal. Oh, yeah. I just don't dig her. I wouldn't. I don't think I would fuck her. See, maybe, I, maybe just because I, I can I say I remember I would fuck her a watching her in, the, in movies in like the eighties. But then, like, I remember seeing her in Kill Bill. I loved her in Kill Bill. I'm like, that was awesome. Holy shit, that's fucking that's a goddamn the mermaid, <laughs> dude. She was a bad bitch in Kill Bill. Oh yeah, I liked her. Um. So, uh, oh, Mariska Hargitay. Oh, God. That's my future ex-wife. Oh, yeah. Um, Mariska Hargitay. Tim, Tim, Tim Matheson. Tim Matheson. Why am I not picturing his face? Um, he was uh, otter in Animal House, the uh, president of... Uh, One the, of those sororities. The, their, their, uh, 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 yeah, not a sorority, fraternity. Fraternity, whatever. Yeah, they get drunk yeah. and do naked things. <laughs> um, so. see, so, well, sorority, than, oh. so okay. So, question: sorority is for girls, uh-huh. and fraternity is for guys. Yes, I never, I never realized the difference. I thought there was the same shit. No, just a fraternity, sorority—they're all the same fucking bullshit. Sorority girls, fraternity boys, you know. frat boys. Okay, yeah, I yeah. just never really put uh, much thought into it. Um, so, other names: uh, Conan O'Brien, definitely. Caitlin Olson. Wait, Mary Kate no, and No, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, so I never watched that show. Yeah. Well There's you so know many who shows she is. I want to see, but I, I tried to start watching The Office and I stopped. Yeah, I I, I I seen the pilot episode and I was like, it's gotta get better, but I don't want to give it a chance right yeah, now. Yeah. That's um, not my style. No, no, she's not I I don't believe that she's related to the old No, she's not related to the Olsons. Um John oh, Joe Ranft. Why do I know that name? So, he worked for Pixar and Disney, uh, and his younger brother uh, worked on the films, too. He passed away in uh, 2005. Okay, so this is an alumni of the Groundlings yes. that worked with Pee Wee Herman, yes. with Paul or in, or in this in in the Groundlings, but which is what Pee Wee, or Paul Rubens had got to start. Yeah, see, I keep calling him Pee Wee Herman because that's that's who I know him as first. Right. Um, so this guy, he was a writer on uh, Joe Ramps, uh, part of the Groundlings. Uh, he was a writer on the Brave Little Toaster. He was a story artist on Who Friend Roger Rabbit. I love those two movies. Uh, story artist. On Oliver and Company. Okay, just for the record, that that little blanket, that little heating blanket on the uh, the Brave Little Toaster. Yeah, he's about the biggest bitch. Oh my god, I hate that little fucker. He was a cute little motherfucker, but he and, was one. Okay, so can you tell me the name? Oh, uh, who did the voice of the radio? Phil Hartman. No, no, that was John Lovitz. That's right. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm putting those two together for some reason. Yeah, they got the annoying voice. Old Troy McClure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Trey McClure, yep. Yeah. Uh, you may remember me from such films as The Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so this guy, he worked on uh, all these Disney movies um, <clears throat> and in all the Pixar, like Cars, Toy Story. Uh, they all make uh, references uh, to the guys that he worked with. And even after he passed away, uh, they uh, they kept... Uh, using him, and I think he was a voice actor or something. Um, but uh, oh yeah, he was. Oh, mm. he was that evil clown in um, a brave little toaster. 
He was? Yeah. Huh. Uh, then let's see. Toy Story. He played. Oh, he was Heimlich in uh, Bugs Life. Oh, I like that movie. The, that was the, a good the one. The Caterpillar. Yeah, Bugs oh, Life was and a good movie. He played Wheezy in Toy Story. Wheezy. The, the squeaky toy, the penguin. I don't remember that toy. Yeah, in that the, movie. The, yeah, because uh, the the uh, the the his wheezing thing was broke, and then at the end of the movie, uh, he ended up singing and shit. <laughs> I don't remember that 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 yeah. character on there. Yeah, but um, anyways, yeah. So I mean, they, they you know just this whole. But he every time he would come out, uh, Pee Wee Herman, he would always have that bow tie and suit on. Yeah. And- okay, so so here's an origin. Of, of that of, of his character, <laughs> yeah. So he came up. Oh, well, like they said, they uh, he came up with the uh, uh, the character of Pee Wee um, uh, during uh, the Groundlings, right? So he auditioned uh, for Saturday Night Live, but at the same time, um, John Lovitz. Uh, had auditioned too, and John Lovitz was friends with like a producer or something, so he was like, and all the fixes in, you know, he wasn't gonna uh, go with it. Right, right. So he debuted a stage show starring Pee Wee called Pee Wee Herman Show back in 1981. So before we were born. Yeah, he's well, already, maybe, a, wait, wait, what month? Oh, it was 81. Wait, it didn't give you the month? No. Oh, okay. So, it could be a whole year before we were born. Yeah, so, but I mean, we weren't even born yet, so. Our parents were humping or something. <laughs> no, at that we're, time. We're, we're, our parents were pregnant at that time. <laughs> well, they have to hump to get pregnant. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I don't even want to think about that. Was, was it on Wednesday? Was it hump day? You don't want to think about that? Well, they it had to happen. Yeah, no shit. No, I was uh, born out of uh, immaculate conception. My mother's an angel. Well, Jesus to freaking Christo. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Uh, so we did the stage show back in '81. <laughs> shit, by that rationale, then I was um, a virgin too. And then, uh, no, he became an instant cult figure. And for, you know, years he committed to that character, uh, doing public appearances and interviews as Pee-wee. So, <clears throat> the Pee-wee Herman name origin, uh, Pee-wee came from a one-inch Pee-wee brand harmonica. Okay, you really had me going a different I direction know, there in I my brain. I knew where you're going. <laughs> you really had me going like, whoa, this is going to take a left turn really fucking yep. quick, and we I, didn't have I, GPS. I was then. reading this, and I was writing it out, and I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's going to make a fucking joke, but... Oh, it's a one-inch yeah. harmonica, all right? Did he have to blow on it? Yeah, yeah apparently. Ooh. <clears throat> so a it's uh, it's a one-inch Pee-wee brand harmonica that he had as a child. Are they still in business? Um, you know what? I did not. Pee Wee brand harmonicas. It may be small and tiny, but if you give us a blow, you'll love it. <laughs> uh, something like that. I, well, harmonica. Um, oh shit! Wait, if you got <clears throat> if you got a woman named Monica, 
that has a harmonica. Is it her Monica? Her, it's her Monica. It's yeah. her Monica. <laughs> is it her Monica yeah. Lewinsky? And then um, that's how you get a stain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then uh, the Herman name it came from this uh, last name of an energetic boy that he knew from his childhood. Herman. Yeah. So you don't he, hear that name very often. I met a dude the other day named Vern. A Vern's Ernest. Yeah. Yeah, I met well. He, had, him, and his uh, daughter had a flat tire on the side of the road. The older couple, uh-huh. or, old couple. That sounds gross. H- him and his daughter, older, older couple uh, of people. Yeah. Um, they had a flat tire on the road, and I flipped a UE on one ninety eight to go back and help them out. And they had already had a tow truck on the way, so I gave him some waters because it was hot outside and whatnot. And right. and uh, uh, I gave him my name and address and stuff so they can come by and get service work on the car. Because it turns out the dude was a veteran from the Navy. From, okay. he did twenty years in the Navy. And I said, well, I, where's my manners? I introduced myself. And he goes, hi, my name's Vern. And I'm like, Vern, you don't hear that name too much anymore. And the first thing I thought of was, you know, hey, Vern, Ernest. Ernest. Uh, Ernest yeah. P. War. Yeah. And no, that'd be a good episode to do, too. That would be good. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, that's definitely. Um, well, that, we had to jump on this. I know you had messaged me the other day, and you were like, how do you feel about doing a tribute episode? I'm like, I'm down. I'm yeah, you're down. like, who? I'm like, Paul let's Rubens. do it. He's like, yeah, I'm done. As soon as you said Paul Rubens, I was like, I knew who the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to get that one past me. You're not going to get me to go who. I knew who that was already. I, no, and I was, I was thinking about it, too. I was like, should I, should nope. I tell him Pee-wee? Or you should, should put me to the test. Tell him Paul We're not Rubens. above the test. I, 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 and I wasn't thinking about it. It just, like, automatically, my, my, my thumb just went, no, Paul Rubens. And you're like, yep, you're down. And yep, I'm like, definitely. all right. Um, you know, and then you're like, oh, you know, I've been hella busy. I was like, you know what? It, it was perfect timing because I'm getting Anthony registered for yep. school, getting doctor's appointments set yeah, up. Because so, I mean, I got through physicals uh, and all this shit. Like so. half-ass an episode, and it'll still come. Well, up. we don't even have to use our whole <laughs> ass. We could just you know come in and start sitting down and shooting the shit like yeah. we did in the beginning. I mean, it doesn't mean we can't always go back to our roots. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, next week. Um, so next week, uh, next Friday, is uh, August 11th, which will be my 41st birthday. And uh, this episode is going to get a little weird. All right. So um, <laughs> I would like to do another shot just because yep. you're going to be an old piece of shit soon. Yep. So, so here's, here's what I was saying. Uh, Paul Rubens auditioned for Saturday Night Live 1980-81 season uh, on the same day as... Oh, I was wrong. It wasn't John Lovitz. It was Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, my God. The voice of the parrot on Aladdin. Iago. Iago. Yep. Um, Rubens told Entertainment Weekly, hiring both was not an option because they were the same type of performer and knew immediately Gottfried would get the job. He also well, told the San Francisco Chronicle he believed that the fix was in because Gottfried was friends with one of the producers. Rubens was so angry, better, he decided he would borrow money, start his own show in L.A., using the character he'd been developing during <clears throat> the last few years, Pee Wee Herman. Interesting. So, I-, I think it would have been cool to do, like, a Saturday Night Live episode where they're both on there, and they're both in character, going back and forth. Oh, my God. You know how annoying that would fucking be? I can't stand... No, rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. That just ran down my beard. But, oh no, his, his voice was... 
I like this voice. Just I, I think him, when he went into full character and full volume, this, it was awesome. Uh, you know, just fucking high pitch screaming. I remember from Problem Child. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the video angry, uh, video angry, uh, the angry, <laughs> <laughs> angry video game nerd actually had him on a, uh, one of the episodes. Did he really? I gotta yes. go back. I gotta go back and look. I'm that gonna up. have to show you that. And oh my god, it's just so fun. And just hearing it, just his his face. I don't know what is up with that guy. Like he has a, such annoying fucking voice. It's like he's got visual Tourette's. But yeah, this the way he like squints his eyes and he's just like talking. I'm like, what the fuck? So, okay, I just had a thought. What if he is the visual representation? When he's in full character, then he's doing the, you know, what if he's the visual representation of when Masterpiece says, make him say, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. <clears throat> I had a lot of angry shits or yep. something. So we, um, so Paul Rubens did not, you know, get to be on SNL, which I think it, I think it might have been a total game changer. I mean, you know, I, I, I do remember seeing Gil Garfield on there, uh, but I think it could have been different because they probably would have, uh, he could have probably put the Pee Wee Herman uh, persona on the show and probably would have. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe gonna blown up more, or people just like, eh, you know, because of the eighties. You know what would have been cool is uh, if they had Ernest, Pee Wee Herman, and Godfrey in an, in a movie. Oh my God! Godfrey yeah. could be the angry boss, always bitching about why they're not doing it right, and then Ernest and Pee Wee Herman oh. are the ones. <laughs> Ernest is like the maintenance dude, and then Pee Wee Herman's oh. like the guy who's trying to be the receptionist dude at the hotel or whatever the fuck they're doing. And oh, Ernest yeah. is constantly trying to get the room ready, and it's just a calamity of shit. And then Godfrey comes through, like, "What are you doing?" Oh yeah, you know? no, that would definitely be that would be so, an awesome but thing. uh no peewee did play uh uh receptionist or the uh, it, uh mater d or whatever you know yeah or not the mater uh, that's a restaurant <clears throat> no okay no we're getting to that we're gonna go into that too okay, okay. so i'm jumping uh, i'm jumping the peewee yeah, gun here. Um, shit i was thinking this is gonna be a short episode but i think we can just well i just well we're gonna talk about some shit so. oh yeah um so um after you know, getting uh, losing the the SNL edition, uh, right? So, with help of other groundlings, oh, yeah, the bottle opener. Oh, yeah, uh, that's why with, I put it back in the middle. Is other uh, with help of the other groundlings, um, the improv group, uh, John uh, Paragon, uh, who uh, was uh, he did make appearances in some of his movies, Phil Hartman. Lynn Marie Stewart, uh, Joe is another good friend of his. Pee-wee acquired a small group of followers, and he took his show to the Roxy Theater. The Roxy, is that Vegas? Now, the Roxy is in Hollywood. It's on the Sunset Strip. Oh, okay, okay. So that's where all these big, you know, bands played, uh, you know, like small-time bands. Right, right. And now they're fucking billionaires. You know, the shit that we listen to. That must be nice. Oh, yeah. Um, so, with the Roxy, <clears throat> you had uh, Neil Young mm-hmm. in 73, Bruce Springsteen, uh, 75, 85, 
uh, Frank Zappa, Richard Pryor, Bob Marley and the Wailers. Richard Pryor's a fucking legend. Uh, Van Morrison. Um, let's see, the Ramones. Mm. Um, uh, uh, Genesis. Uh, Shaka Khan. Billy and the Beaters. I've never heard them, but I love the name. <laughs> Billy and the Beaters. Okay. That would be funnier if they called it Beaver the Beaters or Beater Beater Beavers. Yeah. Beaver Beaters? Beaver uh, Beavers? Rat recorded a video of uh, one of their songs. Was it Round and Round? <laughs> uh, back for More. Oh, okay. Uh, Guns N' Roses recorded live at the Roxy in 86. Wow. Uh, Jane's Addiction recorded the basic tracks for their 87 self-titled okay. debut album. So there's a tidbit about Jane's Addiction. Okay. Whenever they were doing that one song where it had um, the dog walking through or the woman walking through and they were playing the dogs barking. Mm. And he goes, when I was five. Mm. That song. I, I don't remember the name of that. That was him. Yeah, I think so. Jane's Addiction, right? You want to look it up? I I know the song. Um, let me let me look it up real quick. Oh, so oh um, System of a Down made their first performance here on May 28, eighth, nineteen ninety five, due to their manager and bassist Shavo Udabjan persisting. System of a Down All made their first band. performance at the Roxy. Hmm. Okay, so so I'm this, wondering if that's where they got moved at the Roxbury, or is that an actual place? I don't. Maybe I. You should look that up. <laughs> okay, so I know that when I saw, no, I didn't see the video. I've never seen this video, but the <coughs> song is called "Jane Says." Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. And whenever there was a girl Jane walking, says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe this is a different song that I'm thinking of. I could have sworn it was something different. Well, there was one that where the they do the dog barking as the woman's yeah, walking through. Yeah, yeah, it's the same song. Same yeah, yeah. song. Okay, yeah, so okay, when they're yeah. doing that, they're implying that that woman is ugly as a dog. Oh, and I never knew that, and I found that out through. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, Lou Brutus uh-huh. or one of those VH1 things or something, but it was one of those deals where um, they were giving out inside information on the song. Oh, okay. So let's. This is going to be Jane's Addiction, Jane Says. This is a live version? That's not the right song, dude. No, I didn't. No. That's not the right song. No. Um, it's something else. It's a different song, but anyways. Uh, so, uh, Social Distortion released a live album there. Uh, a little Social D. Yeah. Um, just as we listen to more punk rock now, too. And, I've always listened know. to punk rock. It's just, I, I didn't, I, I kind of, I don't know. Some, it, wasn't in, it wasn't in the frontal lobe of my brain right. until I heard, you know, Out of the Ring, and I'm like, yeah. Dude, it sparked a whole new fire for me to get back into it. And it's like, I always had an appreciation for it. I always had a love for it. And now it's like, it's like it's time has come again. Yeah. See, I'm I'm still not a big fan, but, you know, but I I do have more appreciation 
for the genre. I, I've always been a big um, fan. Yeah, I, I never, you know, I've well, always like, liked, you know, System of Down, Metallica, you know, Slipknot, and, you know, that harder stuff. Um, you know, I never listened to Social D, uh, Misfits, uh, you know, any of that kind of punk. Well, it, it's like when Mike Ness did his own thing, mm. and he started doing a little bit of a country thing. I was at work one day, and I was talking to a guy, and uh, he <clears> goes, dude, that's Mike Ness. And I'm like, what? Really? He goes, yeah. I said, because I, I was like, hey, that sounds just like Mike Ness. And he goes, yeah, that's him. I'm like, no fucking way. He goes, yeah, he has his own band. I'm like, no fucking oh. way. Next thing I know, we're we're doing this, we're starting this podcast, and we talked to, to Jim of Out of the Ring. Yeah. And fucking, he shows me his wall of, of mm-hmm. all the stuff, you know, social distortion stuff. And then there's Mike Ness, signed albums from Mike Ness. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it's just a snowball effect. I always put it. I always put uh, Pretty Lady right there. Scarlet. I always put her back there in the middle. So the Scarlet, the pl- uh, Pretty Lady. Scarlet, the Pretty Lady. <coughs> Let's call it Pretty Lady. Well, you call it well. Then why would we ask for suggestions on a name if we're not going to take them? You know. I mean, because we got like one email about. Well, because well, she's not exactly wearing red, which Scarlet is a shade of red. But no. maybe I can get the paint pen out and paint her bikini, which would be kind of weird, but. It would be cool. Yeah, that'd be a little weird. <laughs> It'd be a little weird, but I mean, yeah. I got a yellow paint pen. Yeah. That's all I got. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's just a history on uh, the uh, the Roxy Theater, which Paul Rubens they did some of the stand came up with the idea of. So he did some stand up comedy. So he yeah, you know, he came out with um, the Pee Wee Herman show, which it, uh, ran for five months. Uh, doing midnight shows for adults <clears throat> and then weekly matinees for children. And then I apparently went to HBO, which, you know, we, we were, we didn't have money like that. We didn't have cable. No. Uh, well, um, back in the day, you could get a black box, <coughs> which you can't get now, the digital era. No, this was back in the 80s, so. Yeah, well, that's when we had black boxes, um, the yeah, illegal cable boxes. I don't remember seeing the black box. Till, like, the oh, my 90s. uncle had one. Uh, um... So, <laughs> so the so when you say <clears throat> when you think of ultimate smokers, who do you think of? Ultimate smoke? Like, are we talking barbecue or cigarettes or of uh, potheads? Potheads? The, the ultimate? Oh, pie Cheech heads. and Chong, Willie Nelson. There you go, Cheech and Chong. So <clears throat> he he didn't make an appearance in two. Of Cheech and Chong's movies. Oh, right on. Which ones were they? Okay, so he he was in uh, next movie. Okay, so in next movie he was. Let's see. Oh, he he was um, uh, the bellhop because the oh next. Oh my mo- god! I think I remember the that. next movie. Uh, that's when uh, they uh, introduced Cheech's cousin Red, who is. Played by Cheech, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, the Dumbo dumbass over here told me it was uh, no eleven, you know, one hundred seven fifty. He thought it was a week, not a day." And he's like, "Yeah, the next fifteen minutes." So I mean, he was complete prick, and that's when they break into the room and they find this couple with the hand puppets and they're doing all kinds of weird fucking shit. 
Dude, I and, love and then, teaching Chong movies. I plan on owning them all one day. But. Would, then uh, later on, he comes on. They go to this uh, comedy club, and he comes out in his old peewee outfit. Yes, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you guys look familiar." He's like, "Yeah, you smell familiar too." <laughs> Whoa, that was like a okay. So I, I wonder if there's an episode. So, so that- it was probably the same character, but one was uh, acting as uh, the bellhop. And then, then you have the actual peewee character, so it was like a side job or something. Okay, so the, when they said you smell familiar, that, that made me Chong, think that Chong ins- telling him that that instantly made me think of that episode where uh, Bart and Lisa were smelling uh, weed at that festival. Oh, and they were like, smell, "Do you smell, smell that? Like the, the, it smells the like Otto's jacket. Room. No, it smells like Otto's jacket. Uh, no, Otto the, the bus driver. The teacher's uh, art room." No, it's auto jacket. I guarantee you, it smells like auto jacket. Must be another episode then. No, no, no. Yeah, it it was that one. No, there was another episode because Lisa. Huh? Smells like the teacher's art room. Oh, then again, he played uh, uh, in Cheating Chong's Nice Dreams. Nice dreams. I I, I remember. I, I know I seen that. That's but. when they had the ice cream truck. And then they're selling weed out of it. And then they end up going to like a nut house. And I think he played like two different characters too, because I think they're under the table, like doing all kinds of coke and shit. Because they come out in this fancy ass restaurant, and there's all kind of white powder and shit on their nose. I was going to show you the one where they were at the fest, Hullabalooza, that's what it was. Uh, Let's see, at Hullabalooza. Was it Hullabalooza? Uh, no, because when Homer went into that uh, music store. Yeah. That's the episode I'm talking about. Okay, so uh, I remember another episode of Homer and Otto were upstairs smoking and Lisa's oh, like, yeah, that wasn't the one I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, so she's like, oh, it smells like the art teacher's uh, uh, class. Yeah, no, when they're at the festival where Homer wears the yeah. Rastafarian hat oh, and they all yeah, call yeah. him an art. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, I yeah, that's the one I remember. And then she goes, it smells like Otto's jacket. <laughs> that's the first time they referenced okay. it. So, so I, the, both, I didn't know there was another one. I, I yeah. didn't see that one. We're both right. Correct. Uh, so, you know, he came up with um, this Pee Wee Herman character. And just, but he was in Nice Dreams, and then he was in what was it? Next movie. Yeah, that was the only two he was in. Uh, or his, his movie. next movie first, then Nice Dreams. So, uh, what about the part where he got busted? You know, jacking off in a, an adult movie theater. Because I ran into a cat today that uh, he didn't know we were doing a podcast, and I told him about it. And I told him today's episode was on Pee Wee Herman, and he goes, "The child molester." I said, "No, he didn't molest children. No. That's not true." He goes, well, what was it then? I said, he got caught beating off in an adult movie theater. Well, they- and he stopped and he thought about it. And he was like, well, how are you supposed to sit in an adult movie theater and not, you know, with your exactly. your, your raging boner? How are you supposed to not well, want to touch they, it? They, and I'm they like, called exactly. it. He was arrested for indecent, indecent exposure. exposure. Yeah. And which we, uh, you know, during the interview earlier. Um, the- how, how, do you, how do you be such a low... How do you be such a low self-esteem person to to be a Karen inside of an adult movie theater? You're going in there to watch a porno. You're 
you're gonna expect Why certain gonna things. Why are you watching it on the big screen? Exactly. Why are you doing it with a group of other people? Doing seventies, eighties. Here's the thing. Why, if you're gonna go in there knowing what you're gonna see, you're gonna expect people in that said audience. You're gonna sit in a chair that could be soiled or many other nasty things. Oh, you're hope, going to a certain area. I would hate to be the guy. How that's would clean you clean up that shit? <laughs> why, why would you go in there to complain? Yeah. How about you just like do it at home like a normal fucking person? And not to say people Herman was a normal person, but yeah. you can't go in there expecting to see certain things on the screen hey, yeah, and then please. catch people Herman doing it and then bitch about it. I, I don't, Motherfucker, I don't you know what you were going was, in there to see. I don't believe he was ever married or he had kids. That's a shame. Uh, you know, I have to look into it, but I don't. That's a that. shame. Um, well, Maybe on Wikipedia it'll say if he has any living relatives. Or yeah, so or I, you know, I do. Um, I looked into it. Yeah, but so. He what I told him was like no no he got caught beating off in a, yeah. an adult movie theater. He well, goes, oh it, well, indecent what the fuck do you expect when you go in there? And I'm like yeah exactly. Of course. How do you, what do you expect when what, you go are you in gonna there? arrest everybody in the fucking theater? He said what do you expect when you go in there? And I'm like exactly. <laughs> if you quit talking over me, I could get that out. <laughs> but yeah, so I, he was like we caught up for a little bit, and then um, I said well I gotta go I gotta go get to the house because I gotta go feed the kid and start recording the show. But you don't go to an adult movie theater and expect to not see, you know, a titty or a dick. You're seeing one on the screen. You, yep. I mean, I don't go to those theaters. I don't even know if they still exist. Uh, maybe Is L.A.? This, maybe. Maybe <laughs> L.A.'s a fucking nasty-ass city. Well, see, like, when I see those, I think of uh, the movie Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, Taxi Driver. Uh, Robert De Niro. I don't remember that one. Oh, wait, no, that was Tom Cruise, wasn't it? No, it was Tom, uh, Robert De Niro. Taxi Driver. Yeah, it had a young Jodie Foster playing a young whore prostitute. Really? And she was only like 12, 13 years old. What? I didn't know this was yes. a thing. Yeah. That was a movie? Because the only and, Taxi and, Driver movie I remember was the and, one where Tom Cruise goes around killing people. No, that, uh, the, um, that was the one with uh, Jamie Foxx. Correct. Okay, no. No, this was in 70-something, because um, uh, Harvey Keitel was her pimp. Harvey Keitel is a great actor. He's a... Yeah, it takes on really weird... Him and um, fucking uh, uh, Gary Oldman, they take on the weirdest fucking roles. <laughs> But they do very well at those roles. That he, is he, their that is their niche. I need I need to go back and watch Dracula. Which one? Bram Stoker. You know what I've think I've that, seen that, that was once. that was Gary Oldman and Keanu Reeves were on a rider. Wow, you're right. Uh, this was '92, I believe. Um, what was the one that had Tom Cruise and Kirsten Dunst and Brad Pitt? Oh, that was an interview with a vampire. Correct. That I never seen. I did see that. No, I never saw that. But How can I, you see Deadpool but not see that one? Because, because it references I, that one. Picture me as a young Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what they're talking about. But because I like Queen of the Damned. You know what? That was supposed to be part two. It is. It's the but same, it was unreferenced. It was same characters, but um, uh, Anne Rice had uh, nothing to do with that one. Wasn't Anne Rice the chick that was a lesbo with Ellen DeGeneres? No, that uh, that was um, she passed away a while back too. Uh, that was uh, Ellen's uh, wife, I believe. 
Yeah, but they broke up or whatever. Yeah. But uh, who she, was it? Um, Do you remember her name? Not off the top of my head. Um, Did you know that lesbians cook at home? <laughs> Did you know that? Uh, I think so. I well, thought they um, just ate out every night. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> I'll be here a week. Don't forget to tip your waitress. See, and this is uh, like a like an episode because we go off the rails. Yeah, and this is just well, see, be- it's comedy because Paul Rubin would have approved. Oh yeah, oh, it's ho- funny. I hope so, and I hope so too. Uh, you know, definitely. Uh, now he he was one of my favorites growing up. So. <laughs> 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 He, so he made this uh, guest appearance on uh, Late Night with Dav- David Letterman <clears throat> as the Pee Wee character, and that gave him a bigger following. Yeah, I'm during sure. the mid nineteen eighties, Rubens traveled the United States with the whole new Pee Wee Herman show, playing at the Guthrie Theater in Minneapolis, Carolines in New York City. Mm-hmm. And in 1984, in full in front of a full Carnegie Hall. Wow! Now that's the biggest fucking venue. That's pretty prestigious. 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 Yeah. Prestigious. Get that I like. shit right. I, I like that. I like that word. Prestigious. Yeah. That's that's like a ten dollar word, eh? And um, I think we'll take a break real quick. Yeah, yeah. We want to go take a piss. I gotta find uh our audio recording software. Oh, here we go. We'll be right back. We're going to go shake the water off the lily. All right, so we didn't shake any waters off of any lilies. We didn't drain any main veins, but we did go have a smoke break. Yeah. So there's uh, that. So uh, just some backstory. Um, no, he was with the Grand Lanes for a while. Um, he was in uh, the Blues Brothers. No shit. Yep. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I don't oh, remember much about it. That's that's the one movie of, or the 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 movie. Okay, uh, you know which was uh, a skit on SNL, uh, John Belushi and uh, Dan Aykroyd. So many, so many things from SNL turned into movies. Wayne's World, Superstar. Yeah, oh, well, because they were all uh, produced by Lorne Michaels, um, like Three Amigos. Uh, it wasn't a skit from SNL, but. They were all now. That was Martin, the one with Martin Short, um, Steve Martin, and uh, uh, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Yeah, that, I it, love that movie. In fact, and I'm they were and they were all part of uh, SNL. And Lauren Michaels did um, uh, uh, produce it. Uh, they had cameos from uh, Phil Hartman, which if, in the credits it says Philip Hartman and John Lovitz, right, who was also in it. Um. So, you know, then in 86, okay, so, okay, we'll go to 85. Uh, this is when they did Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which that movie creeped me the fuck out. Really? It was directed by Tim Burton. Okay, well, that's what they said in that little <laughs> clip that we played. Yeah, and... Uh, because uh, when he gets uh, picked up by that uh, that trucker, and uh, talking about uh, oh, on a dark, stormy night, uh, there's a terrible car accident, and just look like this, and he's like, <laughs> it just like this 
creepy ass face. I mean, that was straight fucking. It was terror for you. Oh yeah, I mean, as a kid watching that shit, um, that was uh, <laughs> to me that that was scary. You know, you know, uh, you know what movie used to scare some of the. <coughs> I, I had a neighborhood friend and his sister that we used to go watch movies. Our parents liked each other, and we would hang out. And we became best friends, and um, we would watch the Burbs. Oh, and yeah. that scared the shit out of them, but See, I thought it was awesome. I don't remember watching that movie. That was a good movie. Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks. A bunch of stars in there. Yeah. One of the Corys is in there. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Um, so, oh, it's, and especially when uh, he goes into the bar. and Which, all, wait, wait, what are we talking oh, about in uh, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay, yeah. After he sees that scene. Yeah. Uh, he goes to that bar and just walks in. Large Marge sent me. And they had, like, the Ferenda, you know, like the uh, uh, thing. Uh, what, what? Uh, was, was, uh, huh? Wait, oh. say, say it again. When he goes and Big Marge sends him in there. And then what? Well, in the bar is a uh, Large Marge sent me. And they had uh, the uh, Ferenda, uh, which is, you know... Um, uh, a Mexican tribute, which, you know, with the candles and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, then the guy's like, oh, yeah, on a cold, stormy night, and just like this. <laughs> yeah, that, that scene, just like the face, uh, that fucking freaked me out as a kid. Now, uh, what, what about the part where um, the, there, he meets some bikers or something in there? And yeah, they, they yeah, do a bunch of shit in that's there, right? When, uh, uh, I, I don't remember the actual scene, but uh, I do remember the song that they play, and uh, I think we're gonna play it right now. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should. <laughs> so there's a scene in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, he finds his way into a bar. So. Uh, bunch of bikers in this bar so here we go tries to make a phone call and they all notice this nerd square in there <laughs> his voice. Yeah. This is the way he uses his voice, like high pitch, uh, like oh my god, so awesome. Did anybody tell you that this is the private club of the Satan's helpers? <clears throat> Nobody hit me to that, dude. It's off limits. Oh. Well, my mistake. <laughs> Guess I'll be on my way then. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. And he knocks over all the bikes. Oh, yeah. So it's supposed to be like the Hells Angels and shit or something. Yeah. (laughs) They throw them out and throw them back in. Yeah! Then we tattoo him! Yeah! Then we hang him! Yeah! And 
and then we jump. Yeah! I say we let him go. No! <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. I say you let me have him first. So the hot biker chick wants to come and have him. Don't I get a last request? Why not? And he goes to the jukebox to put on a song, mm -hmm. and he wants to dance. Gets the clogs. And gets the clogs, yeah, from the from the waiter or from the cleaner. Most iconic, most of, one of the most iconic scenes in this whole movie. Yep, this is where I first heard about this song. Mm -hmm. Tippy toes. On tippy toes? Yep, and a set of clogs. That weird little dance he does, that's so funny. He's got no hip he's got no hips to swing, yet somehow he's doing this dance. Uh so it's like he's such a stick boy he's got no yep. hips to swing yeah remember he's a man child a man child that's what uh, his character is he's just a plain man child oh okay so so let's do some little trivia on peewee's big adventure <clears throat> what do you got what do you got you got some q a yeah so of course uh directed by tim burton which is okay the movies weird as fuck um so with the success of the peewee Herman show that he had on broadway or whatever the fuck, uh we he was doing uh prompted warner brothers to hire rubens to write a script for a full-length peewee herman film rubens original idea was to do a remake of pollyanna it's a, which is probably one of my favorite uh, Disney movies back in the day. Oh, I remember yeah, watching that. With, I don't remember that. Uh, it was like an orphan girl that goes into this new town, and she gets uh, she tries to bring joy and everything to the the whole town because everybody's just like fucking sour face, and um, you know it's a, it's a really great movie. Okay. It's, a, it's a heartfelt. Uh, what he claimed as his favorite film. Halfway through writing the script, <clears throat> Rubens noticed everyone at Warner Brothers had a bike with them, which inspired Rubens to start in on a new script with Phil Hartman. When Rubens and producer of Peewee's Big Adventure saw Tim Burton's work on Vincent, 1982, and Frankenweenie, 1984, they chose Burton to be the film's director. 
The film tells the story of Pee Wee Herman embarking on a nationwide adventure in search of his stolen bicycle. Film went on to gross forty million nine hundred forty dollars. No, for forty forty thousand forty million nine hundred forty thousand six hundred sixty-two dollars domestically, recouping almost six times its seven million dollar budget. Wow. Okay, At, so he, he he starts doing this movie to. Do a loss for a search for a lost bike. Somebody stole his bicycle. Mm-hmm. Based on which movie? No, it's it just ba- it's a. Uh, he was uh, trying to do a remake of this movie, and na- he scrapped the script oh, to write this. Yes, and uh, the the neighbor, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, he's so in love with uh, Pee Wee's uh, uh, bicycle, and because it's such a badass bicycle. I thought this was going to take another left turn. <laughs> He was so in so and he, he in the movie he even offers him like like a hundred thousand dollars or something for his bicycle because he wants he's this rich kid spoiled little prick and this is something that he cannot have mm. and then he hires somebody to steal his bike and so this is what goes on Pew's big adventure. So and the adventure was the search for the bike. So then. There's a part that he goes to this uh, uh, psychic. He's like, yeah, no, I'm looking for my bike. I want to know. And in the town they're at, she, she, uh, she's looking at the window and she sees this guy taking a bike to the Alamo, which is I don't know, like a storage facility or something. I haven't watched a movie in years. And she's like, oh, your bike bicycle's at the Alamo. <laughs> so. He goes to the actual Alamo <laughs> looking for his bicycle. <laughs> Going to fucking Texas and shit. Yep. And uh, and uh, the, he gets on the phone with the, his girlfriend. And she's like, oh, where are you? And he goes, the stars at night are big and bright. And all these people... In the heart of Texas... <laughs> <laughs> we gotta put that in. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's in Big Adventure. Yes. Uh, um. Uh. Yeah. Okay. So here's a clip of that scene. <laughs> okay. So we'll have to see if we can get it right here. Is this it right here? Yes. That one. Yes. Okay, so let's see if we can get it without any ads here. He's in the phone booth making the phone call to his girlfriend, right? My grandma. Hello, Dottie. It's me, Pee Wee. Where are you calling from? Where? Honest. Listen, I'll prove it. The stars at night are big and bright. <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome, yeah, dude. Yeah, then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, he he just goes on this. Uh, that's wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait a fucking second. That's how he proves he's in fucking Texas. <laughs> I forgot what the fuck. 
So, you know, if uh, any of my family from California or Texas are listening, oh, uh, God, that can, I, good. can I go to Texas and really do that and see <laughs> yeah. if anybody well, will First, first we've got to find a payphone booth because there's no such thing as a payphone <laughs> booth anymore. You just have to walk down the street and say that shit. But it's a whole different generation, so, it, you yeah. know. And people think you're fucking talking to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have a Bluetooth piece in or something. Yeah. And uh, one of my other favorite scenes... <clears throat> is um, when he goes to uh, the Alamo. So look up the uh, same movie, just the Alamo. Okay, let's see if we can find it here. You know, the drunker I get, the harder it is to cut out the silences. Oh yeah, this one. Uh yeah. Okay, so let's see. If we can get it with no ads. Probably going to be an ad or two here. Yeah, it's smaller screen. Think we're gonna get out? Oh. Nope. Hey kid, what's your name? I can't remember. Where are you from? I can't remember. Can't you remember anything? I remember the Alamo. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> they just go nuts. <laughs> they fucking go nuts. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! These motherfuckers go nuts like woo, Texas. Um, those, are, those are like my two favorite scenes in the whole movie. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I gotta buy this movie. So I haven't seen this since uh, I was a kid. You know, and, and <laughs> on on that site that you on that site you gave me, uh, it's on there. I started watching it, uh, and but I was like a little too little faded. I'm like, ah, oh, no. Oh my um, god. I mean, I want to do, I want to research, I want to watch it, but, uh, you know, I think my best work is if I just, you know, write some notes out and then yeah. we just wing no, it. See, I went on Voodoo right now to try and buy Three Amigos, and it'll only let you rent it for three ninety nine. Like, uh, motherfucker, I want to own it. No. I'm um, going to find a way to have that movie without right, renting so, it. So, after seeing success of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, CBS Network approach, approached Rubens with an ill-received cartoon series proposal. In 1986, CBS agreed to sign Rubens to act, produce, and direct his live-action children program, Pee-wee's Playhouse, with a budget of $325 per episode. That ain't shit. The same price as a primetime sitcom. No creative interference from CBS... Though CBS did request a few minor changes throughout the years. After casting actors like Lawrence Fishburne, N.S. Epith Merkinson, production began in New York City. Opening credits of the show were sung by Cindy Lauper. I did not know that. Really? Holy I was just shit. listening to her today. Time after time. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, uh, was it, uh, uh, was it, uh, she did that song in the Goonies. Yeah, oh yeah, Goonies are good enough for us. Yep. Yeah, so um, there was a bunch of songs, I just, I, was it some, something in the middle of the night, in the heat of the night, or something like that? Yeah. Some, some song, the name of that, that came on today, I just downloaded it too, it would take me forever to find which uh, one I downloaded, but. So, Playhouse was designed as an educational, yet entertaining, and artistic show for children, Despite being greatly influenced by 1950s shows Rubens watched as a child like Rocky and Bullwinkle, Mickey Mouse Club, 
Captain Kangaroo and Howdy Doody. That's where that fucking puppet came from. I was Howdy waiting for Doody. you to get there because I, I thought that, but I didn't want to say it mm-hmm. because I was waiting for you to see if that was the connection. Yeah, it quickly uh, acquired a dual audience with, of kids and grown-ups. I mean, so, I mean, you know, if you, if we're at that age watching this kid show, you'd see references from these old 50s so shows. He was almost doing like... Like Monsters Inc. or 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 Pixar movies, where you get all the the movies geared towards the kids, but there's adult jokes in there. Yeah, because you know the adults are going to have to take their kids to see this movie, and the adults the have show. to be entertained yeah. as well. So he's doing a throwback, but like an homage to these old fifty, sixty shows. Right. So that he was he doing watched for the adults to be entertained at this before it yep. was cool. Yeah. So. <clears throat> So, okay, <laughs> check this out. Huh. He was in a Disney movie. Was he now? Yes, he was. Oh, it's one of my favorite movies as a child. Um, Please flight, God, let it be Pokemon, Pinocchio. The Flight of the Navigator. Oh, I fucking love that movie. So, he was the voice of the starship. Okay, that, okay. Yeah, we're going to have to look up yep. that one. Because he does that. <laughs> I got I could I never put that together. Yeah, I you, never put two yes. of them together at that. Uh, so okay, let me hear it. Yes. Let me hear it right here. Compliance. Let's see that that was him. That was his voice. Yes, yes. Listen. Okay, here we go. Compliance. 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 Well, excuse me. Compliance. I well, never fucking knew well, that. Well, excuse dude. me. I never knew that. I <laughs> fucking love that movie, dude. Oh yeah. Dude, I'm it, fucking hammered already. It's on and Disney I'm gonna Plus. it's Friday. I got paid. I'm gonna buy a fuckload of movies on Voodoo and <laughs> fuck my life up. That was great. I did not put yeah. that together that that was him. Yeah, they, I didn't know that for years. I mean it was a it was a great fucking movie. I mean I I enjoy it. Shit. So we're gonna have to go back and do like a Disney's '80s like live action movies episode. Dude, we already put some of these episodes on YouTube, and we got okay. So we got copyright, we got copyrighted. But here's the thing: we got banned in Russia, yeah, but not in America. So you can hear our episode on the Star Wars on the Revenge of the Fifth. And, you know, may the fourth be with you on YouTube. <laughs> but not if you're in Russia. Mm. What the fuck? Like, why would you care if it got banned in Russia? We, the United States is where the movie was made. That's where the copyright is. And it's not like we were trying to copyright on the, the episode. We were just putting in music from, you know, it, it's snippets at that. Yeah. It's not full-length songs. <laughs> but I, but somehow we got banned in Russia. Yeah. So, it is what oh, it is. So, a little tidbit <clears throat> on uh, Flight of the Navigator. Mm. Sarah Jessica Parker's She was in there. First, first ever role. movie. When she was talking of, talking with that robot that was bringing snacks and stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. This is when the kid went back in time. Right. No, into the future. Yeah, he was in the future. No, and, now, there was two times in my life and two roles that she played that I wanted to fuck Sarah Jessica Parker. That was in Flight of the Navigator. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. She was a super <laughs> hot witch in there. Anytime other than that, she looks like she's got a horse face. 
She's know. absolutely disgustingly ugly. But, I just don't. She was she was married to uh, Matthew Broderick, I believe. Get the fuck out of here. I believe so. Are you serious? I believe so. Ferris Bueller, she married Ferris yep. Bueller? Yep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Matthew Broderick, that you had to put up with that. I mean, they always make fun of her on uh, uh, Family Guy. <laughs> she had that horse face. <laughs> She's a dog pony show, man, dude. Uh, but I'm telling you, in those two, those two roles... Which uh, she was a very small role in Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, but no, in actually, Hocus she Pocus, was, dude. Towards the, the end, she was actually like one of the main characters too. Right, but in Hocus Pocus, though, oh she yeah, she was a smoking hot in there. Well, shit, I didn't know she dated Robert Downey Jr. I'm Eight, sorry, Robert Downey Jr. You're 80, Iron Man, do 80, not stoop yourself to this level. to ninety one. Uh, that's when he had his drug problems mm. and all that. And that explains it. Then she dated JFK Jr. That must be one magical pussy. Uh, she, or she does something strange for a piece of change. I, I don't know. No, just, but I, we went to high school with women that were way hotter than her. No. And she married Matthew Broderick in 1997. Is she still married to him? And I believe so. I apologize, Matthew Broderick. Maybe, maybe she's a really... She's got a heart of gold. Maybe. No. I don't know. But, uh... But, yep. Uh, so, I mean, okay, so let me put that into perspective of how I understand, what, how I may understand. I am not a, a huge chaser of blonde hair and blue eyes. What am I playing with right now that has got me absolutely hooked? A blonde hair and blue-eyed woman. That is absolutely bananas. Maybe it's not just the, that, it's, you know, personality. The personality, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know. She's also smoking hot too, so it's I don't know. Yeah. It's whatever. So, I mean, I'm just it blows me away that it, it's yep. that creeped up on me like so, that. No, I had to mention uh, Flat and Navigator because I was about to watch the movie of the night, and I was like, eh, I fucking love that movie. That was one of my first it, favorite yeah. '80s movies. <clears throat> it was so fucking weird, but it was uh, entertaining, and I you know it is Disney. I, I know well, it, I still it, that movie checked all the boxes for me. I've always wanted to go fly. I've always wanted to go to outer space. I've always wanted to meet aliens, do things uh, like that. This checked all the boxes. Yeah. And at my age, when that this movie, movie did came creep out, me it was out perfect. too because he's looking at that box and then you see that big eye opening. Well, I, I thought that holy was, shit! That, that was hilarious. What was funny to me out. is when that little motherfucker ate his hat when he wouldn't listen and he kept oh, getting yeah, and it ate yep. his fucking hat. Dude, mm. that was hilarious. And then the 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 little creature that uh, he he oh, brought the home. Little dude. Oh, dude, that and guy. Then, I loved him. And then he's hitting all the buttons and he's bat and he smashes. <laughs> dude, I love that little dude. He was hilarious. So you know, if you guys weren't born before nineteen uh, ninety, <laughs> yeah, born before the nineties, yeah. Uh, I mean, check out Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Put yourself is, in that period of time. Realize the technology they yeah. were working with. Yeah. It. Oh, and um, it was and enjoy the movie. Uh, part. You know what? I actually seen it. Um, there was. Uh, okay, the film is notable for being one of the first Hollywood films to use extensive CGI effects. Really? Specifically, it was the first to use image-based lighting, and there was uh, early use of morphine in a motion picture. Wait, morphine or morphine? Morphine. Not, not the morphine. drug, not the drug, the transition. Morphine. 
How do you say that without saying it? Morphine? morphine. You morph into another? Yes, like that. So so the transition. Not morphine. So the transition, morphine. not the pharmaceutical. Yes. Okay. I just uh, had to clarify that because <laughs> I'm a little buzzed and you got me fucking thinking about <laughs> that I'm turning into something else while on a drug. In a motion picture. In a motion picture. It is also known to be one of first Hollywood productions to feature an entirely electronic music film score composed using a synclaver, one hmm. of the first digital multi-track recorders and samplers. So this is before Industrial Light and Magic. Uh, I know it. They this was eighty six. Uh, they were always doing Indiana Jones, Star Wars. Uh, so they've already, but they it was the it was almost it, like the foundation for yes, Industrial Light. But and Magic. they kind of spun off it, and that's you know, a trip. Uh, the film has since become a cult classic and has a large cult following among science fiction Disney fans. In September 2017, Walt Disney Pictures announced that a reboot was in the works, but is still in development in 2022. I, w- I would probably watch it if it was made for Disney+. Plus. Now, if it goes to the theaters, I will not fucking watch it. Okay, so here's the thing. They're going to try and reboot Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. <sighs> This was like first of its kind. Technically. You know, there's a problem with that. I have it's twofold. You're recreating something because you're running out of ideas. Yep. You're recreating something because <clears throat> you can't hack it anymore, mm-hmm. or you're just gonna shit on your own movies, or you have this desire, or this fantasy that you want to make it. What would it be like if you made it today? And then. You're going to get a couple of views because out of curiosity, but then if you do it wrong or you don't make it like a part two like 40 years later, like he grows up and has a kid, turns out it wasn't a dream, you know, if you fuck this up, you're gonna shit all over yourself, and it's just—it's just like every other fucking movie they remake. That's what Hollywood does with all these reboots. Um, That's the thing. Here's the thing: I have a problem with Disney. They're redoing Snow White. The chick was named Snow White because she was fucking porcelain skin white. Right. They're they're turning her into a, an ethnic fucking what? diversity. What did they do with and fucking the dwar- uh, Little Mermaid? Here, fuck that shit too. Anyways, I'll get to that if you want. But I didn't hear so, anything about Snow White. So Snow White, they're the dwarves aren't going to be fucking dwarves. So they don't hurt anybody's feelings. They're going to be grown fucking men, and they're all going to be. Uh, uh, Pride and transgender and all this fucking shit. What? what? It's 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 totally different than it's. Why don't you just call it something else? Where the fuck did you come up with this shit? I I've dude. I trust me. I go down rabbit holes. For I've this never show. seen that. You, next time you come across it, uh, I can show you off thing. air. But it, I go down rabbit holes for this show uh-huh. when I have time. And the the Snow White thing. She's not white. She's. I, I mean, I don't give a fuck what race you are. That doesn't matter. Yeah. But the basis of the story is that she was white-skinned. Yeah. She was porcelain white-skinned. Porcelain skin, yeah. And she had dwarves. She had seven dwarves of, you know, all the different emotions and things like that. 
So now they're going to run around in different colors. They're going to be full-grown men. They're not going to be dwarves. It's not even no, Snow White. No, full-grown men with a little girl that's going to just be fucking No, she's going to be a grown woman, too. She's well, not going to be... But it's still it's going to be weird living it's, with seven it's guys. It's not even the same fucking movie. Yeah. It's not. Why don't you just call it something else? Like, like we just want to like shit on ourselves. It sounds like we're getting out of a fucking weird-ass porno or something. It, it's something odd. It's whatever the fuck they... They're calling it Snow White, but it's whatever. They're trying... It's almost like they're trying to do what James Bond does or Batman does, where they have a different actor. But there's a difference. They don't fuck the story up. Yep. James Bond's always been a ladies' man and a secret agent. Yeah, and Batman's always been a a scientist and and a ninjutsu master, a kung fu master, whatever. Mm. But he's always been a crime fighter. Now, they're not fucking that up. Snow White was based on the fact that she was porcelain white skin. Mm. The, all and then she lived with seven dwarves and all these storyline stuff. They're totally going. They're just blowing it up so they can be whatever the what is yeah. that called inclusive or or diverse. Yeah. No, just if you're gonna make a live action, make a live action. Yeah, see, you don't have to be politically the, correct with every fucking thing you do. Story actually, the actual book I've seen um, the articles about like all the, uh, the, the actual stories and, based on you know like. All the Disney movies based on actual stories. Right. The story of Snow White is completely fucked up. Well, oh, so the basis of the story, the real story. The real story of Snow okay. White, um, I, I believe, uh, even when the prince kissed her and she still remains dead. Or, no, it was Snow White. Or, no, um, not Snow White. Um, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Uh, yeah. yeah, that that story, uh, she, while she's asleep, he ends up. Having sex with her, oh, so well, that she, necromancy the, shit or whatever, like a, like a fucking just a rape while she's asleep. And oh, that's then, gross. Yeah, it's like all well, there's the a shit. whole dark side of Disney that and, they try and church up. Yeah, Cinderella. Um, here, here's an example. So you know, in the cartoon, the sisters try to put on their glass slipper, right, and it ding, didn't fit, so yeah. it wouldn't fit. So one of them like cut the heel off, uh, cut the front of their foot off. That they end up killing the the wicked stepmother. Whoa! It is completely fucked from what Disney did. No, wow. I'm, I'm sorry if I ruined your childhood, but this is facts. No, fuck that! We're not childhood no more. <laughs> let's just let's. I'm I, you know I'm down to see some shit, but it's like I want to know what. Yeah. Uh, every every origin story has every you know fantasy Hollywood mm-hmm. whatever has an origin story behind it. We're getting to the meat and potatoes of that. Yeah. And we were totally off talk of but, you know, Herman, no. but, but, you know. <clears throat> but it is all start with. It all started with the Disney making Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, Flight And then it yeah. just spun out of control like we just did. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I mean, I hope you guys enjoy our little hop. hop <laughs> it's definitely. So, we go on a tangent here. We'll see that everything's connected. So it's like, you know, if... Maybe Pee Wee Herman could have flown that Flight of the Navigator thing and fixed the future mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. So, um... So after Flight of the Navigator, um, he was a pilot droid on Star Tours. What, like when you go through Hollywood? Uh, In uh, uh, Disneyland. Really? See, I remember going to the Star Tours. um, You're just like in this big old little... Oh, the two-level bus where they go show you where celebrities live? No, it's like you're like... It looks like you're doing the... um, uh, that uh, was it that ending scene in uh, the first Star Wars? 
Okay. Uh, when he's going through the trench. Oh, That's okay, what okay, it okay. is. So I remember years ago, I went with my mom and my sister. So this is at Disneyland then? Okay. It was Disneyland. And he, he did a voice uh, for the pilot droid. Mm. Uh, it is a motion simulator attraction at Disneyland. Uh, so that was 86. Um, then he did make an appearance as Pee Wee Herman in the movie Back to the Beach. Back to the Beach. I don't remember that movie. Okay, so this was uh, Frankie Avalon, Annette Funicello. Oh, okay. So, so before my time, but... Yeah, no, 86. Well, I mean, we were a kid. Yeah. We were kids. But, see, I... I yeah, you know, and that Finicello, speaking of Disney, was original Mouseketeer. That's true. That's very true. And, I remember uh, hearing about that. you know, she was big. <clears throat> she did a bunch of movies. I do remember watching The Bachelor of the Beach. Because um, she used to do the Skippy peanut butter commercials. And, <laughs> and, it just sounded funny. And then uh, the uh, the movie that, you know, she's eating Skippy peanut butter. I, you know, I haven't watched the movie in fucking probably 30 something years but i do remember watching it with my mom what was it called again back to the beach back to the beach because they did a bunch of these beach movies back in like the 60s 60s, 70s yeah that's when the beach boys got popular yeah yeah Yeah, the beach beach party film it's a open parody of beach party films made popular in the 60s and those campy type shit it which those with Avalon Franchello had appeared. Okay. So it's they're kind of older and now they have a family and then they want to go. It's kind of like a parody of going back to these parties that they did back in trying the sixties, trying to feel young again and shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what the whole movie was. But you know, Peter Herman did uh, make up uh, uh, appearance in that. Uh, so after. Uh, the success of Big Top Pee or uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Then he started war- working on Big Top Pee Wee. Now that was the second movie he that did, was the right? Second movie. Yeah. Remember, he had the talking pig. Talking pig. He had a talking pig. <clears throat> no, I don't, I don't remember that. So, like a big, well, he had a farm with the uh, you know all these animals and shit, and this big tornado comes, I believe, or something. And he wakes up the next morning, and this whole fucking circus is there on his front lawn. And as a kid, I remember I had, um, I think it was a coloring book, or just like a little hardcover uh, book that, you know, basic on, basis on uh, the movie and shit. <clears throat> and it's, uh... I haven't watched it in so many years. I cannot tell you how much. Uh, so, I mean, you know, that then Pee-Wee's Playhouse uh, no, <clears throat> ended in uh, November of 1990. Uh, so there, did he have like a, sin, uh, a series finale show or? Oh, the, he had agreed to do two more seasons after the third then CBS asked him about possibly of a sixth season. He declined, wanted to take a sabbatical. So he wanted to take a break. Yeah. So, see, because I just remember watching the show, and then one day I don't remember watching it anymore. Yeah. 
like Super Dave Osborne when he did yep. the stunts, Animaniacs. Yeah, I, I don't remember when Saturday morning cartoons Super, stopped. It was a Super Dave or the animated mo- uh, show, huh? No, he did. Well, I don't know. It was like a yeah, hybrid, wasn't there, it? There was a Super Dave uh, animated show. I remember watching There was that. that. I remember watching Sonic the Hedgehog in the morning yep. before school. Mm-hmm. I remember watching all these shows, and then one day, I don't remember watching them yeah. anymore. Yeah. But, uh, Bobby's World. Bobby's World. I fucking love. Anthony loves that show. Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel, which does, you know, um, what was that show that he does? The, the Briefcases one? Oh, um... What's million uh, dollars or uh, I don't uh I don't remember the name. It was it. a bunch of questions. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Would you rather? I'm fucking hammered, bro. <laughs> no, it was um. W- not wasn't. Would you rather? Why do I keep saying that? Um. What was the fucking name of the show? <clears throat> I I cannot think the of cases, it. Right now. Uh, where you pick a case from one yeah. to hundred. Uh, you know, would you like to be a millionaire or? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to be a millionaire? Fuck yeah, I want to be a millionaire. Easy question. Give me my money. Um, what was it? Because they, they have a they have a game of it at Adventure Park. Yeah, anywhere you can find an actual arcade anymore, which is a fading dinosaur of an idea. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> deal or no deal? Deal or no deal? Why is that so hard to remember? <laughs> Who wants to be? <laughs> Who wants to be a millionaire? Would you rather? All these fucking names coming out. Oh, I'm a mm. fucking retard. So, <clears throat> uh, so he he decided to take a sabbatical. He was suffering from burnout from playing Pee Wee Herman all the time. Uh, wanting that Pee Wee was temporary, and he had other ideas he would want to work on. Uh, parties agreed to end the show after five seasons, which included uh, 45 episodes and a Christmas special. And Playhouse garnered 22 Emmy Awards. Now, that's fucking awesome. 22 Emmys for a children's show. So, I mean, he must have been doing something right. So, now here we get the nitty-gritty. This is where he is no longer Pee Wee Herman. He is just Paul Rubens. Um, he had a small part in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No fucking way. In 1992. Hey, well, on the TV show? No, the movie. That wait, was... wait, 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 wait. He was in the fucking movie? Yes, he was in the movie. I don't... With Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. That name sounds hot. Was she hot? Uh <laughs> I don't know. It was, uh. Oh, fuck me. I forgot. It had Luke Perry in it, too. I don't want to fuck you. Oh, my God. That's funny. 1992. So, Pee Wee Herman was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer yep. movie. And he was a fucking, uh, uh, vampire. Does he have. Okay, let's, let's look that up. And I know. Uh, rest in peace, Luke Perry. He's dead, too? Yeah, he, he died in, uh, 2019. Well, he was doing that uh, uh, Riverdale uh, series. I the, didn't know he was doing another TV, TV or it show. Ar- it was based on Archie, but it was like dark. Archie, the comic book Yeah, strip? The Archie, Jughead, Veronica. Yeah, it was a dark series. I actually Holy shit, there he is right there. Yep. Okay, so we got to play the, the a- post-credit a- scene? Uh, Amelin. Amelin, this one right here? Uh, yeah, you can do that. Okay, so let's... 
This is Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman, in it. Are we going to get an ad here? Rubens is a vampire and Buffy stabs him in the heart with a wooden stake which looks like a paint stirring stick by the way <laughs> he's drawing out the death scene <laughs> Whoever she's playing, who's playing her in the movie, she's Wait, pretty hot. Is that Christopher Walken? No way. All dramatic and drawn out, kicking the wall that, and shit. That's fucking Pee Wee Herman right there. That was funny. <coughs> who played who played Buffy in the movie? That was Christy uh, Swanson. Oh, Chris, she's hot, dude. Yeah. yeah, Christy Swanson. Yeah, don't Donald Sutherland was in it. Uh, Rudger Hauer, Luke Perry. That definitely wasn't Christopher Walken. No, uh, Hillary Swank and David Arquette was in there. David Arquette, huh? huh. You know, this was back in night nineteen ninety two. I remember seeing this in theaters. You paid to see this? Oh, she is some, pretty hot. Somebody, I had no money in nineteen ninety two, so somebody paid for me to get in. True. Um. Okay, and so he did work with Tim Burton again. What did he do? He was in Batman Returns. You fucking lie. Nope. I've seen that no, many sir. times. No, sir. And I'll give you extra credit if you play the clip. The first clip, um, uh, Penguin Being Born. I'll give you some extra credit if you can tell me who the woman is. Okay, so is the this the one? Thing. I can go through it. Where is it at? Penguin is Born. Penguin is Born? Right there. Holy shit. So... Tell okay. me. Okay, so I got to guess who the woman is yes. right here. Okay, so this is the scene where Penguin Girl is born in the Batman movie, Batman yep. Returns, Batman, yep. which is Paul Rubens is in here. I, there's so many movies he was a part of, I had no fucking idea. Yep. Okay, so I got to guess the woman in here. I fucking love these movies, by the way. I had no idea this was him. I didn't. I never caught it. I never knew that when I first seen it either. So I'm guessing the mother. That's who. That's who I gotta guess is the mother of the mother. Yes. Okay. Let me see. The doctor's running up, about to throw up. Horrible looking baby.
Okay, that's not Sigourney Weaver. No. That is... Let me play a little bit more. Who is this? You will never guess it. I've seen her before, though. Yes, you have. If I hear her voice, maybe. Penguin eats the fucking cat. (laughs) Apparently he loves pussy just as much as I do. Okay, I've seen her face before. Where the fuck have I seen her face before? Um, oh my god. Oh. I'm so focused that that's Pee Wee Herman that's blowing me away. Yep. He's Penguin's daddy. Yep. That's fucking crazy. He's tied into Batman now. Yep. Which we just talked about earlier. Yep. That's fucking crazy. Yep. I knew I knew that too. So. Let me okay, let me play a little bit more of the scene. It's only a two minute scene, so Where the fuck do I know her from? Damn it. Okay, that's the last we see of them. You know her from a 1985 movie. Okay, I haven't. You, it won't give away her name yet. What's the movie? She was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Fuck me running. <laughs> okay. I know this woman. What's her name? Just give it to me. I'm, I'm dying here. What is so, it? So, her, <clears throat> her actual name is Diane Salinger, but she played Simone. She was uh, a waitress in the uh, 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 diner that he goes to during the movie. Okay, but what what other movie have I seen her in, though? That's what I'm... Oh, that's... Not, not, not that movie. She's been in a ton of movies. No. No, her uh, filmography... <clears throat> um... There's nothing. Uh, Batman Returns, um, Ghost World. Um, no, that's not it. Uh, uh, Where my memory's picking her up from. And you probably think so, uh, she was in Pee Wee's Big Holiday. No. Uh, All Hallows Eve. Uh, she has on TV show Saint Elsewhere. St. Elsewhere, Law and Order, L.A. Law. No, not uh, those. It was a movie for E.R., sure. no. <clears throat> so, no, she I... She might have been uncredited, but I know I've seen her in another So, movie. I mean, I thought that was pretty cool, because she was in uh, Pee-wee's uh, Big Adventure as, you know, this, this girl that's with a French accent. Right, right. And then, and that was, what, 80... What did we say? 86? I think so. 86 85. or 85? 85. Yeah. Then in 80... No, night. Okay, when was... Fu- oh, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. I just saw something that just caught my attention. What is it? Danny Elfman. No. Danny Elfman, he also... He wrote for The Simpsons, too, no? Uh, he, he was a part of The Simpsons. I believe so. He did. Oh, he did uh, musical scores, I think. Yeah. Um. Well, so Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, shit. I didn't know it. Uh, so, another actress that was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure was E.G. Daly. Wait, wait, wait. How do I know that name? 
Why do I know that name? I know you know the name. E.G. Daly. E.G. E. Daly. Oh, my brain sucks. Just tell me. Rugrats. Oh, no shit. Tommy Pickles. Tommy Pickles. Oh, there's a whole fan theory, theory about that, about he was a cancer kid. Yep. Uh, she was uh, Tommy Pickles, uh, Buttercup, and Powerpuff Girls. Oh, my God. Uh, she. Oh, shit. She was Babe, Pig in the City, uh, no Bam, Bam Bam Rubble, and Live Action Flintstones. I know her as a voice actress. Um, I lost my fucking. Oh, where were we at? Oh, flat. Oh, fuck me. Uh, no, you're not that pretty. Oh, <laughs> I'm a little pretty. No, no, you're pretty ugly. But that's about it. Oh, fuck you. No, see, there you go again. Hey, some, me. somebody I'm, must like. I me. like vagina. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, we're getting away from. Okay, but, so what was the point you were trying to make? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I seen uh, E.G. Daly's uh, name come up, and I'm like, oh, well, we got on Rugrats and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. Let's see, where was I? At? Okay. Oh no. Okay, we're talking about um, Batman. Right. And then uh, the uh, the mother was. The girl that he met in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So, after oh, that the years. Oh, oh okay. So, so, okay, so here, here's my question. I I figured out where I might have seen Penguin's mother from that, that started with uh, Paul Rubens. Okay, you're telling me she wasn't Einhorn in Ace Ventura? No, detective. No, tell me that didn't look like her. Though. No, that wasn't her. So who was the one? That, dude, that looked just like her. That wasn't her. It wasn't her. You're no. sure? Yes, sir. I um, swear to God, that could have been her. One hundred percent. That wasn't her sister. One hundred percent. That wasn't her. Dude, I'm telling you that that could no. be her. That wasn't her. Damn it. Uh, okay, so oh, that that's now I remember where <laughs> my point went. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure came out in eighty eight. Oh, 85. Uh, yeah. Okay, Pee-wee's Big Adventure came out in 85. Now, he did... What, what was that? So Big Top? Big what Top, Top Pee-wee was one? 92, I believe. So, he was doing a movie every four to five years. He was doing, you know, cameos in movies, little, little roles just to okay. keep him active. But he was also doing his own thing. Yeah. He was, you know, I mean, these little references yeah. like Batman Returns. I didn't. I watched no. that movie a hundred times. I never noticed. He was, that was in him. Matilda too. Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? He was an FBI agent, and Dunson chucks it, ch- chucks in. Dunson checks in. I don't remember seeing that. Med, Med Dunson checks in with the, the fucking orangutan with the. Um, oh my god! Uh, fucking uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Fucking Mary Jane Watson. Uh, what the fuck is her name? Oh, uh, whatever her... The redhead? Yeah, from the original Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man movie, yeah. yeah Tobey Maguire. Uh, uh, and, I, I kind of wanted to bang the shit out of her, too. She's yeah. pretty hot. Well, and here's another one. In 1993, he voiced the character Locke in another one of Burton's productions. Locke, Locke. The Which night, one? Nightbird for Christmas. Wait, which character was Locke in he that? He was at Locke's, uh, Locke's Shock and Barrel. 
The three that fucking kidnap uh, Santa Claus. Oh, no way. Okay, yes. that's it. We're fucking doing this. La, 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 la. Nightmare. Okay, so he played Locke. So the, the three characters in Nightmare Before I don't know which what? character it was, though. <laughs> Maybe we can find it. Mary Stewart, Roger Theodore. No, that's not it. What the hell? Paul I have, was Weird Al. Whoa, Paul Rubens, Weird Al, Danny Elfman kidnapped Sandy Claus the night before Christmas 2021. No fucking way. Okay, so these are the three voices? Yes. I don't okay. know. I don't know. A lock, I, I believe, is uh, the one with the devil mask. I believe. Okay, so this is, oh my God, this is bananas, dude. Okay, so this is a five minute and 20 second clip, so we might clip this off at any moment. Those are here. like three of my favorite people right there. Okay, so this is a legendary. I this I had no idea. Okay, this is something totally next level. I had no idea. So we might I, cut this off at any minute here. Oh yeah. Oh, this is a live video. Live. Okay, so let's hear it. Let's hear it. Please welcome the original voice of Locke, Paul Rubens. No fucking way. Okay, shush, 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 shush. shush. I gotta hear this. This is blowing my fucking mind. <laughs> Which uh, he, I don't believe he was, uh, the voice of him. <clears throat> what a weird owl. And the original voice of Barrel, Mr. Danny Elfman. And he did the music for the movie. So Weird Al did the music for the movie. Danny Elfman did the music. Oh, Danny Elfman, okay. And they're about to sing this famous part. Okay, so right there where, where Weird Al is singing, I think that's the part where the girl was singing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was filling in. That was in. supposed to be the witch. Yeah, so he was filling in. <coughs> so there's the witch, and yeah. there was the fat kid, which was Danny Elfman, and then Paul Rubin did the yeah. one with the devil yeah. mask. Okay, so okay, I, that makes sense. So I'm trying to find... Well, where uh, does Weird Al fit in with this? He was just a big fan? I, I or? think he was probably just part of it. Oh, he was uh, part of the movie, I think. Him and, him and Tim Burton have a history, don't they? Who... Weird Al Yankovic? No. No? No. So how did he get in um, there? That's crazy. See, I'm trying to find... Uh, so that's what Danny Elfman looks like, huh? Yeah, so that's the, what she did in most of the original scores uh, for a lot of Disney stuff, too. And, he, and he's worked with uh, uh, Tim Burton for years. 
Uh, he's uh, <coughs> so. Oh, so Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. She did the voice of the witch. Okay, so yeah, she was uh, uh, shock or uh, shock and barrel. Um, okay, so I have that. Okay, did, did so, we talk about that theory before so, about Frank and Weenie Nightmare Before Christmas so, and all yes, the movies that tied together? Yes, we, we did. did. Okay, so okay, lock, shock, and barrel. Lock was Paul Rubens. Uh, shock was Catherine O'Hara in the film. Correct. And Beryl was by Danny Elfman. Okay, so so she, so she might have been doing something else at the she, time. Yeah, they were doing live alive. shows. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. They were doing live shows, so Weird Al just filled in because maybe he's a friend of the industry with yeah, the, the yeah. family and things I mean, like that. Okay. It's fucking Weird Al. Who's not I mean, right, him? but that's the cool that he's a huge fan of the movie, that he knows the lines and he just impromptu uh, stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I want to hear a little more of that. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, definitely. I want to hear some of this. And here we thought we weren't going to have any music from him on here. <laughs> Dude, that is fucking awesome. I, there is so I, many I, movies I and things. He's been with me my whole life and I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's crazy. It's, I mean, he's such a uh, uh, artist. Uh he you know, it's uh That's that's see that's what I was saying earlier. He's doing all these cameos. Mm-hmm. He's doing all these performances and he's in there in the movie industry, in the music industry the whole time and you have no idea he was there. Yeah, and he uh he was in a bunch of TV shows too. Um I don't know how long have we been going now. I don't know. Sorry about the burping, but yeah, um, yeah. <coughs> we are definitely having a good time here. Oh, hour and 58. We're pushing 2 hours. Oh wow. Um so, you know, he did Pee-wee's Playhouse. I know he did a bunch of, you know, non-Pee-wee movies. You know, uh, starting with the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I've never seen that in theaters. Uh, then Batman Returns. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, then after that, you no, know, he had his um, uh, indecent exposure uh, fucking shit in the porn theater, but... I mean, if you're in a porn theater, I mean, are you not going to jack off? I yeah, exactly. He, well, I don't know. I I prefer to do that shit at home. But. Yeah, um, you know, it's so. Wait, well, he's made a bunch of uh, TV appearances. Um, he was in Mystery Men. I remember that. The Spleen. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched that movie in fuck probably twenty. Wait, years. the movie's called The Spleen. No, the Mi- Mystery Men. Oh my God! Where he has that moving mask and all that. No, and they had the it, epic it, sex it, scene in the, it was in the, the other spaceship. One. It was uh, with the uh, fucking Ben Stiller, and then uh, Janine Garofalo. She had that fucking uh, the bowling ball with the the skull in it and shit. That was Kingpin. No, no, it was a uh, mystery man. They're like superheroes. Uh, it had fucking. Oh, um, I'm thinking the Watchmen. Oh, what? Oh, that movie's dope. Yeah, know. that was a hot sex scene in there. Oh yeah, and yeah. To uh, um, that one song too. Yeah, um, 
But you know, uh, it was Mystery Men. Uh, it had um, um, I'd never seen that one. No, you never seen Mystery Men? Uh huh. It's uh. like ninety some. Um, oh, what's the name? The voice of fucking uh, The Simpsons. He's in it. Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria as yeah. the actual character. Yes. Yeah. See, I was probably out skateboarding and chasing women at the time. Yeah, and so probably couldn't get laid. No, um, I was. Yeah, I was definitely getting it. <laughs> at least I got it before you. Did uh, you? Uh, yes, I did. Did you really? Yes, I, I don't did. remember that. Yeah, I remember, remember you, we used to you carry condoms You want to fucking uh, uh, brag to your friends that I got laid in the end yet. Oh, you know what? You're right, because I didn't get laid till senior year. <laughs> yeah, and I was like 16. Yeah. <laughs> it was like junior year or something. We were chasing around Leanna at the same time. Remember that? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Shit. I forgot about that. Oh, I didn't get laid till senior year. <laughs> Uh, at yeah. least I got it done before high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, at least it was in high school. At least it was, be- I mean, before <laughs> high school was over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that uh, was crazy. So, you know, they did a revival. Um, he he did do some shows. Um, he did some uh, uh, voice work. Um, <clears throat> February 2015, Netflix uh, acquired the right to produce a Pee-wee Film entitled Pee Wee's Big Holiday with Rude, uh, with Rubens and Judd Apatow. Who which, is that? Uh, Judd Apatow, he did Forty uh, 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 Old Virgin. Oh, um, I love that movie. Uh, uh, what's the one? Um, um, Knocked Up. Uh, oh, with Seth Rogen. And yeah, all, yeah, so he, d- he, he directed uh, those movies. Uh, well, he was producing the film, but he directed those. And they had. Um, Another and it was released uh, March 18, 2016. Um, then uh, Rubens went on to reprise his role as pilot droid Rex in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! So, so years later at Disneyland, they still have the Star Wars and they still use his he did voice work. Paul Rubin that wrote that robot. Paul Rubin did that robot. So yes. what was the robot's name again? From, so I- from the uh, original Star Tours. Okay, so okay, it, okay. So Star Tours was was started it. I wonder if they're doing a tribute to him right now at Disneyland. Oh, maybe. That would be something. Yep. Um, Galaxy is a former Star Tours pilot droid RX-24 Rex has been reprogrammed into DJR-3X, the house DJ of the bar and restaurant called Oga's Cantina. Um, okay, okay. So, you know, everybody, you know, knows his prior shit. Um, you know, the uh, he Pee Wee Herman was a man child, but Paul Rubens as an actor, a uh, comedian, he had a range. He and, did, he and did that that's very, cool. Very I mean, just range. just from everything that we've gone on is just you know, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm going to have to go fucking look that movie up and watch it again. I haven't watched that movie in probably like 20-something years. Yeah. 30 years, probably. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I definitely I mean, want to check that out. And I, I, and he, he did get a, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1989. Which they are now putting hell of flowers yep. and candles on yep. as we speak. Yep. I, I've seen that. Um I mean, I don't, I don't know what much more to say, but he, um, you know, he was definitely part of my childhood. You know, from Pee Wee's Playhouse to you know seeing him in these other roles, and 
Um, and he had a huge influence <clears throat> on the industry. He, yeah. it, the more we do the research on him, that we're doing this show in honor of him, and yeah. the fact that we're... Excuse me. I'm finding out more about him than I ever knew he was a part of the movies that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And he had such connections with all the directors and actors and oh. musicians like Rob Zombie. I mean, he's been he's touched so many aspects. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I want to do I want to do a final tribute to him from final shot to him from going from uh, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, directed by Tim Burton, to making a cameo in right. Batman Returns, directed by. Tim Burton, right? So while we're going to while we're while you're pouring the shots for his final shot tribute, uh, we have 711 all time listeners. We got a new one today. Oh, nice! Yeah, so very cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't know if we have any new countries or not. We're gonna find out. Take shots. Cheers, Paul Rubin. Yeah. This is to you, Miss Pee Wee Herman. Oh, that is a saucy number right there. We are three beers each in, and I don't know how many fucking shots. <coughs> how many ounces is this bottle? A lot. I'm so fucking hammered, I can't even tell how big this bottle <laughs> This thing is huge. 35% alcohol yeah. by volume. That's what she said. 70 proof. Oh, this is a liter. We're pounding a fucking liter of whiskey, which it looks to be... Are we close to halfway through this motherfucker? Not even. No? You don't think so? No, because uh, the neck neck, is... It was full up to the neck. No, it's... um, So we're we're almost half a liter. About there would be half. Okay, so, well, I don't think I want to go to a half, otherwise I won't be able to produce this shit later. (laughs) Um, I thought... Um, good thing I'm sitting down because, trust me, my back teeth are floating right now. Yeah. Belgium, Brussels, you still hold the number two spot right behind Ashburn in America. Uh, top spot in America and 95 listeners is Hanford, California. What the fuck? Yeah, baby. No way. Yeah, we how, got 95. How the fuck? 95. I don't know. What would we like? You know what would be funny? Because we're <coughs> such an uncensored show, it would be awesome if I could put some beeps in every time you say fuck. When you get a when you get a natural reaction like that, just a beep, 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 beep. You know when they do it on purpose well, like, and it uh, sounds la- extra la- funny? Like last week when, uh, we, got when that, we got that email. From, uh, so I think that might be uh, just a promotion of an app. Like if we got in touch with this as a developer of an app, and if we lent our um, professional name or whatever mm. to it, which sounds funny to me to say our professional name, our corporate email, whatever the fuck, it's just bananas to me to say because we're not used to the shit like that. We're, we're just n- a bunch of worker bees. We're not a corporate. We're we're just two no, assholes no. sitting no, in a room. So if if we were to define it as a professional setup, we would be more like an LLC, limited liability corporation. Right. So we would be we would be. Um, uh, 
digital creators, professional podcasters, mm-hmm. whatever, which sounds still bananas to me, but what it is is this, content this guy, this content creators. Oh, well, so content creators more like digital creators, content creators, because we're our our, well, our medium is on a digital platform. I see content creators, and I think of uh, like OnlyFans and shit. No, no, nothing like that. No, trust me, my kid's not gonna grow up wondering why his dad was a stripper or whatever the fuck. No, oh it's no, not, no, not like that. Or, you strip. <laughs> trust me, I, I, you know, I chase myself around playing hard to get. I'm pretty good at it. You're hard but, to want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know about that, brother. Um, you ain't seen what I've been pulling. Anyways, oh, anyways, so <laughs> what this guy is, is he is an app developer type mm-hmm. of deal. And so it's up to us whether we want to lend our name and option to be an exclusive content creator on his app mm. to get us a little more exposure. But I'm going to have to email the dude and see if he's actually legit. Um, if I got to create a ghost email account to email him to see if he's so, real, okay. I don't know. No, speaking on that, what about that other email that we had received last week? Which one? From uh, the, uh, was it a wizard? A, a that's, wisdom? The, that's the one I'm talking the about. Wisdom. Okay. That's the content create. It's a, what it is, it's an app. So we would be on another platform, uh-huh. so to speak, where they could discover our show. It's it's I don't know if it's a startup company if it's a new podcast company if whatever it is you know cause like I, a Pandora or a Spotify I have Googled them I, but I think uh, your cousin put up something where this guy was trying to do a content creator deal and he turned out to be a fucking weirdo hmm. so I don't know if it's the same <coughs> company or not which the name looked similar but it, no it was a female that was uh, that emailed us was it. Yeah. Well, let's hit the emails, because I don't think we have any new countries this week. No. Um, we got Poland still, France, Italy, uh, United States. Selma. Huh? Yeah, we've had Selma, Thailand, United Man- Kingdom, Germany. Yeah, yeah. Manchester. Canada, Guatemala, Ecuador. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, we do got a new one in, in the United States. It's uh, Fayetteville. Fayette. Fayette. Uh, I believe that's um, New Orleans. Uh, no, uh, Louisiana, I believe. Uh, Elkton, we've had that. Villa Park, Somerville, uh-huh. Auburn. I See, love looking at these with you on the air. No, this is cool shit. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious because I tell my friends, like, yeah, I'm in se- like sixteen different countries. Mm-hmm. Like, how the mm-hmm. fuck do they find you? I'm like, I that, have that's, no okay. fucking clue. I can give you a little bit of insight to how they find us. When I put us on different platforms, we get a little bit of a promotion. Like they'll uh, new emerging artists, new content creators. Mm. So we get a little bit of a, I don't know if you call it a fifteen minutes of fame, but we get kind of put out as like it, you know how when people go on a Pandora and they look up new music or whatever, mm. you click on that tab and you'll see any new artists. Right. And sometimes people give us a listen. Well, it turns out. Some people in different countries have given us a listen more than a few times. Oh, sure. And it turns out that those new listens happen in a lot of different countries. Mm. So we're kind of getting a little bit of a, a exposure out there, yeah. which this AI app, whatever the fuck hey, it is, I'll, app I'll, thing. I'll, I'll take what we can get. Like, even when I was leaving work, no, it's, uh, the, the girl I work with, I was like, hey, no, the buggy later. She's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll probably do it uh, when I do my episode. And she's like, oh, you're doing uh, your podcast? And I was like, yeah. Right, right, right. And I was like, yeah. And, um, you know, I told my buddy, like, no, I want to do one on uh, Paul Rubens. And she looks at me and she's like, uh, I don't know who that is. 
Well, you're about to find out, girl. I was like, Pee Wee Herman. She said, oh, oh, she Maybe she never knew his real name. All right. Because like me, we kept referring to him as Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. But which is definitely different. But then uh, she like, oh, so like, you know what? She, I was like, I may not have to. Uh, <laughs> she tried to listen to a couple of the episodes, and she never got through a full one. That was like our first season. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I was, uh, she was like, you know what? I may actually have to listen to this one. So now if you listen, uh, thank you, and hopefully talk to you soon. Yeah, so um, let's get to our emails here. I know we had a new one come in, and I purposely didn't. I didn't want to look at it yet because I wanted to fresh on the air. I, I'm almost willing to bet it's As Tim. Karina. I'm betting it's Tim. You betting it's Karina? I bet Karina. All right. So if I win, you take a shot. If you win, I take a shot. Why? Okay. So <laughs> I had to recover the account for some reason because I run so many accounts from this computer. Right. I have to recover it again for our Gmail account. Our business email, which sounds better than corporate email. Yeah. Corporate sounds very gross. Ah! I win! Take a shot, motherfucker. Fuck me. Take it. No, you're not that pretty. Okay, so. I'm pretty enough. I don't know about that. (laughs) Okay, so. Well, you see me uglier in the past 20 years. I don't know. Remember that time I gave you that haircut? And you were like wanting to the. I give you a haircut, and you're like, "Oh, it looks cool, mom." And then it was all fucked up. No, no, no. I shaved all of your head except for the front part where you wanted the long hair to go from the front yeah, to the back. I was trying to I, fucking fit in. And I thought it was really cool looking. Yeah, I was trying to do that fucking breaker face. Here, fuck it. I'll do a shot with you. Just because it's fun. <laughs> Just because it's fun. Yeah, but we're, we're at the end of the episode. I can't leave you out there hanging like that. That's fucked up. Fuck it. I'll take I know. But I drink ball by myself. I'm thirsty, though. And, Salute. And you're my buddy. Salute. <clears throat> All right. Timmy says. How much money would it take to never watch your favorite sports team ever again? Same for music. Tough question for me. I love music. I love the violence of sports. So you, since you started off the episode, and the question to you, how much money would it take for you to never watch your favorite sports team again? And then we'll get into the music one. So first will, off, sports I team. I will be a broke motherfucker because you. I will not give up my sports. Redskins. I, I love yes. And then uh, since Portland now Trailblazers, big, Redskins. There's big talk now. Um apparently uh the Washington Commanders head coach Ron Rivera the they, new one in their uh meetings they've been using the name Redskins a lot more frequently. Now this is coming from a Niners fan. I love the fact that yes. the traditional you, name you, is being said in and, the locker room. You know it, and it came out on uh, different platforms. Uh, one of my friends, who's also a Niner fan, she's like, oh, you know, they're talking about maybe Commanders going back to the Redskins. And I'm like, oh, I hope that would be that that'd be great. And she's like, oh, I hope so, too. And she's a Niner fan. Okay, because, so, so a lot of people, like, from different teams... They they do like the name the Redskins, right? And you know I I don't give a fuck what they're called. 
I mean, I've been a fan since I was like seven years old. I knew the Redskins, uh, Daryl Green, uh, Art Monk, you know, all these players. And, you know, I got more into it um, throughout the years. Um, and then change the names, but I have Redskin jerseys. I have Commander jerseys. I have a football team jersey. I have all these. That shows how much of a dedicated so, fan I am. I don't give a fuck what the name is. It's the history behind the name, right? There's there's going to be always be the history. But <clears> I, <throat> I I as I mean we're not even in the same division. But yeah. I as not a Redskins fan will never ever ever call them anything other than the fucking Redskins. Not only did they take away my joke that I tell you every fucking season when they don't make the playoffs because they're the foreskins. They're like, what foreskins? Now now I hear the Commodores. I always... Commodore? I think of fucking Popeye the movie. The Commodore. The Commanders, I always think of the Click Commander. Oh, yeah. Well, I am the Click Commander. So, no. Girls, hit me up. I'm telling you, we can set them (laughs) side by side and I will win. Anyways, no, I, so I would try that. <laughs> I would definitely be down for a contest. I'm down for a contest. <laughs> so we'd have to do it three different ways: sober, drunk, and high. <laughs> Just saying. Anyways, oh, neither so, one of us get high. So, well, you don't know about me then. Apparently. <laughs> Anyways, so they, they kill my joke by changing the name because of the sensitive woke <laughs> pussy snowflake society. Yeah. That I would always, every season, tell you when you stop making the playoffs, when your chances are ruined to make the playoffs, I'd always say they call them the foreskins because they always get the chop. And they took that from me, and that's why I will never call them anything other than the Redskins. (laughs) Not only that, but I'm a big fan of being proud of your history and where you come from. Now, the Indian on the side of the helmet paid homage to our history Uh as a country. It paid history to the founding start of the the team oh, and, it, and and it was your team that you fell in love with when your dad was here to be watching football well, games with and enjoy it and he, because he was well the thing was as a uh, so it, it to me <clears throat> it, it's more than just rivalry shit talking no, it, it, it's a history of the fact that when you became a fan of that team my dad my, was, my dad was never a football fan no 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 but that's where he lived that's where you visited uh, so this was uh, back in. Oh, let's see, I was probably was this ninety six, ninety nine, somewhere around. No, there? no, no, eighties. Um, as oh shit, what was that? Oh, your phone fell over. Yeah. Okay, as, cool. Yeah, uh, we are definitely getting hammered, y'all. As a, a kid, so this was, I was about seven years old. Uh, so this was eighty eight eighty nine. Oh, okay, so this is before. We- so this is this is the here. Here's the story. Uh, so when my older brother Jerry was um, teenager, uh, so he did a lot of odd jobs, and he bought himself this uh, redskin jacket. So. Throughout the years, it was always his jacket. And I remember one day, my dad came up to me and he was like, Here, here, Mijo. No, the jacket isn't uh, 
it doesn't fit your brother no more. Mm. So that was my jacket. It was a red, uh, a burgundy jacket with a redskin symbol. Uh, you know, it was small. <clears throat> I don't know what kind of uh, jog my brother did. Right, you know right, what? Right. Do do somebody's lawn? Yard. Stuff. I was gonna say yard mowing. You know, a little painting. So something. He he paid for that jacket. So that was his jacket, but he outgrew it. So my dad gave it to me. Oh. So that was my jacket for years, and you know, after we moved to California, and my little brother was born. My dad gave that jacket to my little brother. Oh, he overstepped. This is where the middle child syndrome began. Jake, Jake, you little bastard. No, no, Jake is older than Athena. No, yeah, no, he's the baby. He's, he's the, baby, the baby, baby, baby. So there's four. There's so four you're no longer us. the middle child at this point. For, uh, I'm the middle between my mom and my dad. Okay, okay, okay. Because they're okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> Without throwing too much family yeah. laundry. I got you. Okay. Understood. I see you eye to eye. Uh-huh. Now, this jacket skips over you to your little brother. So now you're not no. only a fan, but you're burned at no, the same No, no. Ja- it was my jacket. But he takes it from you and gives it to your brother. Yeah, my dad gave that jacket to my little brother. So, it, Ooh, we that all, puts like a... we We all have claim to it. Jerry bought it. I got it next. Then my so little it's tradition got now. It. It's tradition at this point. So, and Jake is the one that has it. So, whichever one of you has, but Jerry wants claim to it because he, he had the first originally boy. bought it. <laughs> well, not only that, but he had the first boy out of all of you. Yeah. Not only is it passed down to the first boy. Jerry bought it, and he had oh. a boy first. No, so he has two, two no. stakes of claim to oh, it. My, my little brother, like he wants it, like, but he's a fucking like Vikings fan. Oh, say okay, so now Vikings and Denver fan. So now let me frame this <laughs> into a, per- a perspective. Giving all that information, how much money would it take for you to never watch them again? Ever for the rest of your life, what is a number we're talking? You can imagine whatever number you want—billions, trillions, gazillions. What would it take for you to never look at a screen and watch them ever again? Physically, TV, listen on the radio, any attention to that team ever again? What would? What was the number? Nothing. Zero. No matter. No amount of Nothing. money would because would ever stop I've, you from I've made a lot of good friendships, um, memories off of, and memories off of right. sports. Right. And I, you know, I would not give it up for anything. Uh, I have, you know, my best friends. Uh, you know, we talked about before. Um, my best friend Chris. Well, actually, hey, happy birthday, Chris. The, his birthday was uh, yesterday on the third. Very good, very good. There you go. Happy birthday, Chris! Um, but you know, I got to watch uh, you know basketball, football with his dad passed, which we talked about in the past. Uh, you know, I I cannot give up my sports, um, even though you know I don't watch it 
you know, football, uh, basketball, yes, I will watch all time. I know I'm a diehard Giants fan, but you know, sometimes, and there's so many fucking games in baseball, you don't want to watch have every fucking game. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, like, I'll so, get the updates. And so, next section, music. <clears throat> your favorite band of all time. Name them. <laughs> What's the name of your favorite band of all time? I already know it. I know it because I've known you this long. <laughs> oh. say, just say the name, and I'll form the question. Metallica. What would it take for you to never listen or see them ever again? I'm going to fucking kill myself because I will never stop listening to Metallica. So what would, what would be a number? Nothing. Zero. Okay. For me, if I had to give up the Niners ever watching them ever again, I would have to say zero as well. Because not only was I never into sports growing up. Nope. I, I, hated I know you've never been a I hated sports. sports. Yep. Yeah. I, I hated know. major sports. I didn't even want to participate at school. Nothing. And then one year I moved to Fresno and we got cable TV. I came home from work and I was watching the Pistons. <laughs> I was watching um the Chicago I've always been a Chicago Bulls fan. Yep. I remember um, you know, Scottie Pippen <coughs> and Michael Jordan. Two you, greatest teammates of all time. You know, uh, Scottie Pippen was a uh, Portland Trailblazer at one time. At one time. And so, which links our history together, which mm-hmm. is a great thing. I love that. Um, I started watching, you know, the Clippers, the Celtics, you know, Magic Johnson. I had baseball cards growing up. I had all these. I had a taste of it, but I wasn't fully into it. I was a skateboarder. I was into music. I'm into movies. I'm into computers. So for a period of time, take another shot of the screwball. We are not half bottled. Cheers. Paul Rubens, this is to you. This is going to be one fucked up edit when I get, when we get off the air. This is fun. So, and then... Years later, I sparked the interest. We got cable TV at a house I lived in Fresno when I was with Selena. Uh-huh. And uh, I end up coming home from work one day and watching TV, and the game was on, the finals. And next thing I know, my old lady's walking through the door, and she's watching me scream at the Pistons. How come you didn't take that shot? That's a fucking three-pointer. That's it. I'm fucking screaming at the TV, and it's not even my team. And she goes, I thought you didn't like sports. And I had this sudden realization she knows that sports. I was into it. No, she doesn't know sports, but she saw me getting into it, and I was like, I, I guess it's kind of growing on me. Some years go by. Me and her split up. I mm-hmm. go through bankruptcy, all this shit. I move right. back home. And I meet this gal, which I end up having a son with, yeah. and her whole family was a Niners fan. Thank you, Mel. Yeah, thank you, Mel. Never forget you. No, no. Greatest woman I ever know. Yeah, um, she loved. She loved giving me shit, and for the longest time, she I was hardcore. Think. She never. I didn't think that shit. she didn't like me. Then I think you told me one time, just like you know, it, don't worry about it. Just be yourself. She's just like you know, if she didn't talk shit to you, then. Then she does. If she doesn't talk shit to you, she don't like she, you. Yeah. So, um, her whole family was a Niners, Niners <laughs> legacy. That's that's their mm. thing. Empire. They were Niners Empire all the way. 
And I was like, you know what? I used to dig sports a little bit here and there. Me and Matt used to watch football teams. We used to talk shit to each yeah. other. I was a Green Bay fan at one time. I was a Raider fan when I was a kid. Which, to clarify, I wasn't a Raider fan. I was a, a Bo Jackson fan. Yeah. And then I liked the Chicago Bears at one point. Yes, I do you remember, remember that. I was a Bears fan. I was like, duh, Bears. <laughs> So, oh, because it was better for fucking SNL. That's yeah, right. because of that, Chris I thought it was hilarious. All them, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> when I told her all my history on it, and she goes, well, my family's a Niners fan. We've always been Niners fans. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I start watching some games. I start knowing more about the players. It starts growing no. on me mm-hmm. and feeding inside of me. So now every season when I watch the game, I keep her old wallet on the windowsill of my bedroom right there. You see it? Yeah. And I rub it for good luck every time Nick Bosa hits the field. Um, you know, Jimmy G. You know, we get no. all our players on there. We get, we get well, you know. You can't say Jim G no more. I know. Yeah, he's gone. He's a Raiders teammate now. Well, which, apparently, apparently, he's hurt now. Well, yeah, because there's updates come through the playoff. I, I've seen something that like so, he has a hurt ankle or some shit. He's uh, prone to injury, which is funny because the Raiders suck anyways. Yeah. But uh, anyways. You guys are playing uh, this preseason, I believe. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be a great show. It's uh, entertainment. It's uh, I love it. It did, doesn't cost me nothing. Did you watch any of the uh, yesterday's game? No, I didn't watch anything, dude. I, I, well, let me get to my point first. Um, so to never watch a Niner game again would feel like I'm spitting in her face, like I'm insulting her memory. I, I can't do that. We used to scream at the TV together. We used to when she when we split up and she found something else, and we were we were I bought her a jersey so we could watch the games together in different places. Um, you know, we would yell at the TV together. When me and her old man became best friends, mm. uh, we would watch the games together. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I have history with this team now, and it's like I could never not watch them ever again. It, it's, you know, my my appreciation of this team came later than most people's. Right. Like yours started when you were a child. Well, I didn't have a father figure in a home, so now I have this appreciation, this 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 love for this team well, that this, it can't be killed. So zero for me as well. well on the that. Same, the thing with the uh, you know me watching uh, the Redskins, you know my mom has always been a Niner fan too. So I watched Jerry Rice. I I watched fucking Joe uh, Montana. Uh, Joe Montana. Yeah. Fucking Steve, uh, Young. Steve Young. Exactly. So that was. Uh, you know, my brother, uh, I asked him one day because he is a Niner fan and he is a Redskin fan. So he's a, he's a split. So teammate. I, uh, and he went one year, he went to, um, uh, San Francisco, uh, that the old, uh, stadium. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Santa Clara Park. Yeah. Uh, so I asked him like, Hey, you going to watch, you know, Niner versus Redskin. It's like, who are you going to go for? And he's uh, you the know, the food what? and the beer. <laughs> uh, he's like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna have to go with my original team, Niners. Yeah, yeah. But no, because he's always been a Niner fan. I mean, he has the Joe Montana autograph. He has the uh, Steve Young. Uh, you know, he he is a diehard sports fan. Um, I'm I'm trying to get there. I mean, I have my my favorite players, um, Sean Taylor, rest in peace. 
Uh, I have uh, Daryl Green. Right, right. Uh, it was just one of the fastest motherfuckers. I was going to say, his running game is If you watched some of the I've videos. seen some clips. He What, what, what was it? What was it? The, the, it when was they qualified for that? What is Dallas. It he, he ran just... Was it the eighth mile? Or what is it called when they qualify for that? Oh, yeah. The quarter he, or something? He, he was like... 40 years old, and he was still smoking these young ass uh, It's called the 40-yard dash or something? Yeah, like yeah, 40 yeah. up. Yeah, so sir, there are some people that have done that in amazing times. Yeah. So it's like, I, I watch these games, I, I get hyped, my <coughs> adrenaline gets pumped, I feel like she's still here. Mm. I, I just I went to Costco today, and I bought another Niner blanket. I spotted it from across the store, and I have this compulsion to go buy it. It was a 20-something dollar blanket at Costco, and I was like, that's it. I didn't buy it thinking, I'm getting it for me. I'm getting it for Anthony. I just got it for the household because <laughs> it felt this, good to yeah. honor her. Yeah. You know, I we got those at uh, my store, too. It's like We have these... Uh, Blanket, they're, they're weighted, yeah. These weighted ones, <laughs> and <coughs> this one's a sixty by seventy blanket. It's weighted. Uh, I don't so know how big it is, but I, I look because I know we had some fucking shitty ass uh, rated ones. Like, oh, fuck that. Yeah, but I look and I was like, and I don't want to check that right. out. That must sound good on the mic. <coughs> oh my holy shit! So, to answer your question, Tim, my favorite sports team would have to be a zero. <laughs> Even my brother, who's a Patriots fan. He spends money on Niners gear for me for a Christmas present. I spend money on Patriots gear for him for a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Um, to answer your question for the music, uh, zero, dude. I don't think I could ever stop listening to Metallica. Mm-hmm. It is f- rooted in my upbringing and my uh, coming of age. Uh, my first song I heard was Inner Sandman with my buddy Jason Andre. He and showed me that song that's next you know, door to my mama's no, house. You know what? Uh, hold that thought because the same song, Enter Sandman, was the first one that my older brother had showed me when I was younger. Bro, grab a bottle and let's cheers to that. And, and that's. So. That, that because I remember he was like, Oh, yeah. my brother had just have uh, some what that was the black album that came out. Yep, he uh, it, he had like a poor uh, what's like 14, 16, uh, and some speakers in the car. Oh, wow, okay, so they come in 12s and 15s. I know they might have been 12s, 12s, Man, yeah, this, is first, so, yeah. this is so long ago, right? Right, right, and. That's when, like, I remember he, it was 92, 93. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, let's. And all I hear is the. I'm like, oh. It starts off, it sucks you in. Yeah, then, you know, years later, when we start hanging out, right. I'm like, wait a sec, I know this song. Yes. Wait a sec, wait. I. Wait, I've heard this before. My brother played, and that's and what then, sparked this common bond, this this oh conversation my. that started. Then, in then after that, you had fucking uh, 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 Garage Inc. Yep, oh. Garage Inc. There was Loaded, Reloaded. Yeah. Oh no, you didn't have uh, Loaded. You had Reloaded. I owned both of them. No, 
I um, yeah loaded. You had loaded. I think I had both of them. No. Well, no. my whole album got my whole uh, library of albums got stolen out of my Camaro. No, uh, no. loaded uh, had a uh, uh, fatal uh, king nothing and shit king like that. nothing. Yes, I had that one. Yeah, that was uh, reloaded. Yeah, well, when I lived in Fresno, I made it a point to start getting all of them. I had Garage Inc. Garage Inc. was the first one I bought with my own money. No. But, but I, I had gotten you had that when people. we were kids. Yeah. Oh, that was... Just all this, like, so fucking what? Oh, my God, from Garage Inc.? Dude, that was great. But then I yeah, I go back and I listen, and I didn't realize they had so many uh, covers. Well, Whiskey in the Jar was a cover. Whiskey in the Jar, yes. It was a great one. Oh, I love that one. I, and I do that karaoke. Oh, you know what? We, you know, I'm just drunk enough to willing to go out and do karaoke right now. I got to donate platelets in the morning, though, but... Oh, you find a fucking Uber. But, um, <laughs> so, to answer your question, to never hear or listen or pay attention to Metallica ever again, my music... Uh, uh, zero. Zero. <laughs> I, I don't think I could put a price on that, because that would feel... Not only would no. that feel like selling out... Disrespect. It would feel like a disrespect. Exactly. See, that's why we understand each other. Um, just like when, when you came over with the idea of this show and I said, I'm guessing your opening song is going to be this. And you're like, dude, that's exactly what I was talking about. You, you, you know, you, you've known me for fucking 20 years at least. Well, I, I don't want to do the math over, right now because drunken math may be better, but I over 20 years, over like 20 years, 25 years at least. So um, I'm, I'm thinking since you did the intro. Do you want to wrap this up and do the outro? So, all right. This um, is probably our longest episode ever. Oh, man. I, I had so much fun doing this. Um, One final shot to Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens, yeah, you know, Pee Wee Herman. Um, you know, it's it makes me sad thinking that he's, you know what, uh, just as one of those... Uh, one no, of those legendary all, actors, and voice and actors, everything. Uh, but even though he hasn't been around and being uh, legit for a while, but he he was in the movies, he was in the industry. Part he of, just didn't make it well known. He was happy. That's he had the love for the craft exactly, and what, people didn't need to know about it for him to enjoy exactly what he did. What his. Uh, his last uh, note to the you're gonna tip it over there fans uh paul rubens this is to you peewee herman we love you brother uh thank you for my childhood thank you for and, the memories and i hope this episode uh does you uh great homage and great justice so, from ready player you this is a shot to you our fans paul rubin and on mike uh, I'm Matt. Wait, I'm Matt. And I'm Matt. <laughs> we'll do it backwards. For Paul Rubens. There you go. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, my God. That was great. Oh, shit. We'll talk hey, to you hey. later. Love you guys. Thank you. Later.
Oh, <laughs> my 